Live. What is happening, people? You know, I was going to have a cool uh, background music start and stuff, but I was just, you know what? I was just like, let's just go ahead and get it going. I don't even have my headset on. Look at that. Um, well, let's make sure everything's working before we start getting into crazy questions. Go here and check on the old Facebook. Um, if this is working, guys, please go ahead and share it. Uh, let everybody know what's going on here. And then we will commence. Um, looks like it's working. All right. Good stuff. So, uh, we are here with the one and only Mayor Jackson, Mr. Daniel Mahoney. What is up, sir? What's going on? What's going on, Rick? Good to see you. Been a while, man. It has, man. It has. It's so good to see you, man. It's been a long time. I know we've uh, we've ran into each other at a few different functions, you know what I mean, out and about, Jackson and whatnot. Um, and we've talked to each other about doing this for, I don't know, I want to say almost a year now. It was last mm -hmm. year when we were talking about it. And, uh, you know, it's just it's kind of cool when you know the mayor. It's like, hey, man, like I can call him right now and he'll answer the phone. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And we were just talking about it, too. Like, it's kind of surreal. You wake up and you, you still almost can't believe it, you know. Um, what's that feel like? Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's quite a few different emotions, man. I mean, of course I'm happy. I'm proud of myself. I'm excited. Um, some days I'm, you know, still in shock, uh, that this is the work that I'm doing. But most of all, um, it's a huge feeling of immense responsibility, man. It's, oh, yeah. uh, Absolutely. you know, it's something that I take very seriously and that I'm very dedicated to serving this community. Right. Um, now, I'm sure you get a lot of questions from people. I mean, you know you know the people in the community. You've lived here, what, your whole life? Entire life. Entire life. Where'd you grow up at? So, grew up um, quite a few different places, man. Me and my, my mother and my older brother stayed with my great-grandmother um, in our younger years. We lived in the Shayhans for a short amount of time, but most of my... Uh, like young adult, young childhood, all the way into adult years, was spent on the south side of Jackson. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you definitely, I would say, have some experience with, uh, you know what I mean, the way things were run, the way things were going. I mean, you know, we all had to live in it at one point in time. And what what made you kind of say, you know what, I'm gonna try to run and make a change. So in 2009, to the end of 2008, um, coming into 2009. Uh, my wife and I, who was my girlfriend at the time, decided to come back from college and move back into the city of Jackson. Uh, we're both from Jackson. Um, both feel an immense amount of responsibility for helping the community. But we looked everywhere, Rick. We looked at Georgia because that's where my dad lives at. I spent right. half my life down there. We looked at Georgia, even went down and visited. We looked at Florida. We looked at North Carolina. We looked at California. And both kept coming back to the fact that we have family here, that we feel like we should come back home and try to do something to get involved and, and help in some capacity. And be quite honest, at the time, I didn't know what that looked like. Right. You know, I didn't know what that looked like. I just remember the day that we moved back. It was like a scene off of a movie. It was a crazy winter storm. It was just her and myself. Um, you know, carrying couches, carrying furniture, carrying clothes out yeah. of our college uh, apartment um, and heading back up in a U-Haul from the Ypsilanti Ann Arbor area where we went to school at Eastern Michigan, coming back home to Jackson and 
you know, settling in and and then shortly after that, having a, a, a daughter. Right. So you had your daughter here. Yep. Um, how old is she now? My my oldest girl just turned 14. Oh, no. Yeah, man. 14. Just uh, first year of high school this year, uh, which is um, crazy and exciting all at the same time. I mean, you know, I can remember my first years of high. I can remember every year of high school, but specifically the summer leading into going into ninth grade, all of the conversations that I would have with my mom and my dad and my older brother who was already up at the high school. So I had some, you know, I had some idea of what to look forward to, but you know, it's a, it's a good experience helping her transition into her high school years and, you know, this being a time for her to grow and for her to learn and shine and, right. you know, be, just grow into the young woman who she's who she's going to be. Right. What's up, everybody watching live? I want to say this is a live show, guys. Uh, we are live right now. It is. Uh, what's the day today? The first October today 1st, is the first of the month, first of the month. Um, you know, if anybody, if you guys are watching, if you have a question and if it is appropriate, we will ask it on air and we'll have them answer it. Um, but we're just going to go through and ask them some questions. We've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to do music together. I don't know. You was with uh, we was with different camps though, right? Like yeah, absolutely. You man. was we, uh, who was you with? You was with um, so um, I'm, you know I'm still part of a production company right now. Um, What's Eva, it called? It's called Eva Willow Productions. So myself oh. and my partner um, Matt, he goes by Math Dash Sherrod. Um, and you know, so we still have a production company together, but uh, then I started a label called Crown Royalty uh, that was mostly focused on like promotion and helping other artists and all of that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, now you started doing, I was watching, okay, so I went through uh, YouTube and we have a we have a video that you did that we'll, we're gonna play here in a little bit once we take a break, but mm-hmm. um. You know, that was about 11 years ago, I think it was. Now, when did you start doing this stuff and actually, you know what I mean? Like, I know you were, everybody starts recording songs before they start making videos, obviously. But, like, right. when did you really start recording music like, um, on, on record? So, young, man. Pretty pretty young. So, I would go to the studio, probably starting at, like, 16. I was, like, in the studio making songs. Um, you know, I had a... I had a group here that I kind of dealt with, but I had a, a pretty serious group down in Georgia. Right. Um, and it was probably about 12 people in the group um, and a camp of probably about 35, almost 40 people deep. I heard the music um, scene's different down there. It's so much different, like it's, man. It's a more of a thing. It down is there. so much different. And I mean, you can see through the mainstream music how the wave has just how that that that. Atlanta wave has just touched every place in the United States and in right. the hip hop in general, you know, so I, I would come back home, do music here, do music there, dropped my first group album actually with a group here in Jackson um, at 18. I had just graduated um, 18 years old. Um, and, you know, we, we put an album out, nice. put an album out. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I I gotta say, you've done more with music than I think I have. I've you know, we were obviously with the BGP camp. We we uh were doing the same shows. I think we were like running back and forth, and you know, mm-hmm. seeing each other. And um, yeah, it, it threw me for a trip when I went on YouTube and looked it up, and then I seen like the number of views. I'm like, wait, what? It's like thirty seven thousand views on there. I think the highest one yeah. we ever got was like two thousand. 
Yeah, we we had a you know we had a couple of songs, or I had a couple of songs that you know went that had some good traction to them. You know, right. they had some good traction, and you know, I think if I would have stuck to it, but everything happens for a reason. But I, you know, for I sure. had a, I had a good I had a good plan for what I wanted to do in music. You had it written out, knew what you were trying um, to do, man. To accomplish the man, goal, because right? I mean, one thing you have to know is that, that going into the music game, you can't be the artist forever. No. And most of my skill set lied on the business side. So while I, I will always enjoy writing music because it's therapeutic for me, mm-hmm. um, it it was you know it was a it was a plan to take a step in the right direction to be an artist and then switch. To, to help and develop artists as well, right. you know, and then being just co uh, co partners in the production company um, with with Math Dash. I mean, uh, the, the the guy been making beats. Me and him uh, have been partners in Everwilla since I think that about mid to end of '09, and you know when we first hooked up, he started making these beats. Now he's also my cousin. Oh right? well, that, that um, helps, huh? But but we're partners and we're really like, you know, you got cousins, but then you got family who ends up also being friends. Right. He's also my best friend. Right. And, um, you know, we, we sat down Rick and he made these beats and like for days he would come over and he was making beats. Cause I had the studio, um, and had the equipment. What was he using? Fruity Loops? Um, no, we was using reason. Oh okay. Yo, I never I never mess with that. Man, Reason is is, is so dope, man. Using Reason good. and plus he's a big NPC user. So he had his own NPC that he would come plug into the equipment, but for the most part we were we were we went through a long spell of him just using Reason and not even touching his NPC because that was kind of a world that he hadn't dipped into yet was making beats totally from scratch instead of using um Instead of using uh, uh, clips from other songs, you know, right? So it was it was good, man. It was good. We had a, a nice ride, man. But he still makes you know he still makes tracks. We still you know deal with a few artists here and there, um, you know. But on the bigger and better things, man. Life you think kinda, there's any room in the rap game for a wheelchair spitter? Man, absolutely. You know what's funny? I say that I actually know a couple people that's in our groups uh, that are like. They are down south, I think, too, and they're they're doing big things, big videos, like making stuff cool. I don't know. Yeah. For me, I think music's done for me. I'm not done done with it, but like I don't have a drive to want to go out and do shows and perform because you know once you start getting big with the stuff, you got to travel and you know do yeah. the shows. That's how you make the money and yep. get your name out there and stuff like that. So I just kind of I'm happy doing this. You know what I mean? Just yeah. hanging out in my quaint little house and doing my thing. Music is so different now too, man. I mean, it's crazy oh, gosh, how is it different? you know, it's crazy how it shifted and how things are different, how, you know, it's, um, it's a much easier, I, I take that back. It's, it's a, it's a much, you, you can, you don't need the machine behind you anymore. The machine is what gets you like worldwide. Right. But to like make a decent living off of making music because is, of social is media. possible because of so many different avenues yep. to get your sound out. Yeah. You know, so uh, and I just love it. I love seeing something that, you know, you know, you see a you see like a short on YouTube or on, right. on Facebook or something and it's got a catchy song in the background and then all of a sudden this artist has blown up because it's gotten, you know, it's gotten that much traction. Right. Yeah. You know, sitting here talking to you, uh, I, I completely spaced out and forgot to hit the intro. <laughs> Welcome to the wheel.
So earlier we were talking about um, your oldest going into school. Um, you said ninth grade. Yep. And that's pretty much right. I mean, you're getting into the big leagues. You know what I mean? Um, schools in Jackson County right now, what do you think about them? What do you think? Like, where do you think they are as far as, like, education versus some would say propaganda or, you know what I mean? Where do you mm-hmm. think they stand at right now in Jackson County? I, I think school and your opinion of the schools are going to be heavily based on the performance of your student. Right. Right. So I think that there are a ton of different nuances of how people in general think about our school systems. Um, but here's the bottom line. There's such thing as school of choice to where if you're really unhappy, move, you can move your your child to somewhere else or something even better. You can actually get involved and assist in changing the school in the way that you feel like it needs to be changed. I like that. The direct answer is I think this, I think the school systems are good. Right. So like I said, there's, there's school of choice. So I, I, my oldest is 14. My youngest is six. I got five daughters, 14, 12, 11, 10, excuse me, 11, yep. 10, 9, and 6. This right? is going to get you. you it, get well, they know, when, they, when they in them stair steps like that, it's hard to remember. Oh, man, Plus yeah, one is getting ready be. to be 12. Oh. So they're in sync like that for a few months, right, 9, right. 10, 11. And then my six-year-old. So everybody is school age. But all of my grade school kids, so my second grader, my fourth, fifth, and sixth grader, they go to Paragon. Uh, my oldest oh, just came from Paragon. I love Paragon, man. I love the way that they make um, more than just the academics. It's about the type of person that you are and gotta wear, morals. Got to wear and the dress code. I love the, I love the fact that they have dress code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and not because I don't want my kids to, to have the freedom to express who they are through what they wear, but I don't want it to feel like a competition when what they're there for is academic. Right, you're there to learn. You're not there to show Absolutely. off your new shoes or your brand new well, coat or whatever. They, they well, can still the shoes, show off shoes. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing. Hola, Kim Pola. And Jody, how you doing? Ben, everybody, good to see you guys. Um, no, and that's the big thing that I was thinking about too is, uh, you know, you see all these newsreels, and that's the thing. If, if you're yeah. looking on the news for a certain thing, you're going to find it. That, man, if, if you're looking for something, again. you're going to find it. I, I, I yes. don't care if it's bad or good or whatever. You're going to yep. find it. Um, so a lot of times, you know, I've seen uh, places where, you know, they got, like, people with the LGBT plus teachers that are trying to, like, you know, put it in the classroom and, um, you know, have the kids do certain curriculum that's not necessarily part of the state curriculum Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that i haven't seen in jackson county i haven't heard anybody talk about it and you know the parents will speak out in jackson they don't get they'll come up there you know ready to go um but that's one thing that i i haven't heard about and you know my my son went to um what's that road that right on kibby road uh i can't think of it now oh is that uh dibble dibble that's what it is and man i love it there that's a terrific school um, you know, now we're out here and they're going to Marshall schools and even that, like he went, he went on a camp trip for five days and I wasn't able to like call him. He didn't have his phone or nothing. And I'm like, I'm freaking out. You know what I mean? Cause my mom signed him up for it. And I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? That's a long time to be away. Right. From I'm like, I, don't, I, I have never been away from him that long, you know, besides yeah. me being in my accident, but I'm like, what are you doing? So 
she kind of talked to me and she was like, look, like go on there and look. So I went and looked and sure enough, they were like doing archery and they were teaching them how to build fires. And, wow. you know, for, um, for a school to be able to go take the kids and do that, especially like, you know, you got a camp of boys, they had girls too, but you know, boys all slept in one thing, girls in the other. And they're teaching them things mm -hmm. that, you know, we, we used to learn back in the day, like boy scouts type stuff. So after learning that, I was kind of like, you know, put it at ease a little bit. Uh, but that's the thing, you know, you see this stuff and, and you start freaking out in your mind and you're thinking like, whoa, wait a minute, what are they doing? We don't know. And I, th I think that's a lot of parents' concerns nowadays is to make sure that their kids are going to school, learning what they got to learn. And the bullies are bad right now, I've heard. But even in Jackson County, I haven't heard really big news on anything yet. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it happens. You know what I mean? Like it always happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, that, you know, just depends on how you teach your kid. We always taught our kids, you get bullied, bully, you know, teach them not to bully you. Yeah. Stand up yeah. for yourself. But then again, you know, you're not trying to get violent, but Yeah, but you know, you want your you want your child to feel comfortable in the fact that you can defend yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's important. You know, you can defend yourself and that's kind of how we operate. You know, we tell our girls, you know, that they can defend themselves. Of course, don't ever start anything. Um, but um don't you know, don't feel like you have to allow someone to push you over either. Just, you know, you can stand up for yourself and it's okay. Right. Now on to the big question. Uh -oh. um, well, this was like, this wasn't number one, but this was part of it. Okay. Now, guns and violence. Oh, in we Jackson jumped County. right into it. Huh? Dude, I'm, we're going right into the, the hot sauce. Okay, let's get um, there. We both know that, you know, obviously Jackson's not a gun-free city. Uh, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on. Hell, I remember, you know, spending nights, we'd be out there hanging out, drinking, you'd hear gunshots a couple blocks away and you're like, Oh, somebody getting into it or something. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of a normal thing for when you live in these certain areas to hear mm -hmm. these things and, and to grow up in this stuff and live in this stuff. And from what I hear, it's getting, it's getting, getting worse. What are your opinions on that? Well, um, so I think what is, what's happening, Rick, is I think that information is, uh, more accessible and gets to people faster. So it's traveling. So one okay. back in the day, um, one shooting you wouldn't hear about, but now you hear about it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you just wouldn't. I mean, people sit around on the scanner all day to oh, yeah. report every single thing that comes across the scanner. Shout out Nelly um, Nell, and they put it. Well, you know Nelly Nell retired. You don't Nell. do that no more. Nelly Nell, shout out though. Oh, shout out to Nelly Nell, Nell still. Nell. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but but you know uh, it, that's you know news travels so much faster. You don't have to watch the news to get the news anymore. No, no. You know people are more watching social media than they are watching the news on to their find phones out all day long. What's right. going on? Um, but I think there's two things. There's perception. Yep. Right, and perception unfortunately is reality for some people. Right. I don't want to deny that perception is reality. Right. Um, and then there's statistics and numbers. And you know what they say about the numbers, Rick? What do they say about the numbers? Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. That's numbers correct. don't lie. You know, and I, I, I personally look at I have to look at both. I have to look at what is the people's reality. And what do the statistics say in comparison? And how do we make sure that we're making the city of Jackson feel safer on top of making sure that statistically we are also actually reducing crime. 
at the same time. Well, how do you do that? Um, it's difficult, man. It's difficult. I think exactly that, right. I think that one, um, we as a community have to get better at telling the positive things that are happening, mm-hmm. um, because that's what balances out when the bad things happen. Right. Um, all you talk about is bad stuff. That's all people are going to think about it. It's just like what you just said. If you go looking for something, you're going to find it. Right, right. You know, and we're not a perfect city. Nobody has ever claimed that. Um, but we're also not Chicago where there's, you no, know, I'm glad multiple murders happening in a weekend. Right. Um, and you have to actually worry about yourself being in the crossfire or in the middle of something like that. Um, statistically, from 2021 to 2022, homicides have reduced almost 50%. People actually being shot has also been reduced almost 50%. From 22 to 23, which is our current year to date, we've had another drop from 22 to 23. Decrease in homicides, decrease and people actually being shot. And you see all these Does numbers, it, so this has to go across your desk, right? Or are you just, like, searching on yourself? No, I ask the people who get paid to tell me that information, oh, those okay. questions, right? right? You have to, I have to rely on those individuals, because, you know, the mayor is not a, we, we have a weak, what's called a weak, mayor systems so See, that's another question i was gonna know, ask you is how much power does the mayor actually have the the, but. the 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 mayor is has the ultimate amount of influence out of all these city elected officials right so there's myself and six council members and when we sit in that council chamber my vote is no heavier than the other six council members right right the difference between them and me is i was elected by all of the people in the city they are elected by the people who are in their ward inside their district. Mm. And then we all have the same amount of voting power. The mayor is by statute in our city ordinances and our city charter. I am the CEO of the city. Right. Right. Um, but we have a city manager, the city manager. And if you look at the salary difference, you would understand even clear the city manager is what I like to call the hired help that has been paid to carry out the day to day activities and actions that it takes to run the city. Right. So a lot of the daily and day to day decisions are made by city manager and the staff below him. And then we are the ones who legislate, create law, change law, um, vote on budgets, vote on projects that actually give the authority back down to that city manager to carry out. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's, a lot of stuff is also recommended up. He creates the agenda for meetings. I run the meeting itself. Right. So a lot of things are created and sent up to us to evaluate, to vote on yes or no. Now, those statistics that I just gave on, on violence does not mean that people feel safer. Right. One, mm-hmm. I think for people to feel safer, um, we have to share that news even more right. that 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 those crime statistics have gone down. But it doesn't help when something happens. I mean, Jackson is a small community. It is a small community. So when it is so when when something happens, the ripple effect of what has happened stretches very wide and very long throughout the community. And then it doesn't matter if it's been months since something happens. 
As soon as it does, it feels like, oh, man, we're always hearing about these things that have happened in the community. Right. Are you aware that uh, there's a poll? I can't tell you who it was, but I just seen it the other day. Um, they ranked Jackson number, I think it's number four or number three of, of most dangerous cities in Michigan. What do you think about that? And Albion, which I got to say, is now down to eighth place. So let's give Albion a round of applause. <laughs> Good job, guys. Appreciate it. Um, I would have to see it because I'm always questioning. You when, never know. You, you know, see, you know, when like you get say, don't believe like everything that. on the internet. That's just, you know, that's just something I see. But, but. and again, it, I think it also goes by like your per capita rate, right? So with All right, having, so how many people? Per, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So in a city like that has 400, 500,000 people, something happening. Yeah has much less of a ripple effect, mm-hmm. right? Such as Chicago or something like that. Exactly, right? exactly, or any of those communities, especially when you're talking about Michigan, you know, because that ranking, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, was probably of Michigan cities. You know, and those are, again, it, it to me it goes back to what you're looking for and what you want to hear, what perception. I mean, it's funny because when I, when I first came back and I first got active in Jackson, man, um, I would often tell people that I feel like that Jackson is is the tale of two cities, right? It's Jackson is like there's two totally different perspectives of the city of Jackson. There is the lakes, the golf courses, the parks, all the beautiful amenities, the cost of living, all of these things that are so great and so wonderful, mm-hmm. right, about the city. And it's true. But then there's the poverty. There's the crime. There's murders that have went unsolved there's drugs and overdoses and 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 the despair and the lack of hope right and it's also true two things can be true at the same time right right and i think in this case it's a situation where two things are true at the same time but has it gotten better or has it gotten worse right now that's one thing that i i got to say that uh you know riding through the city Cause I mean, I do my business still in Jackson, you know what I mean? I got a lot mm-hmm. of people that I know, a lot of clients and stuff and I'll ride through the city and I'll look around and like, you don't see, you don't see like the big poverty that you do. Well, not poverty, but like, uh, the homeless or like, you know what I mean? People that you do in other big cities, like, you know, it's not running rampant. I'm sure there is out there. Not, I've seen a couple not of them. to the extent of some cities, right, you right. know, not to the extent of some cities. We definitely have our fair share of poverty when it comes to homelessness and, right. um, Homelessness is something that has increased. I mean, that's one of the things that, um, you know, I made sure to, that I I committed to putting additional focus on figuring out what can the city, as in the organization, the city of Jackson, do to help homelessness. There's a lot of governmental entities who choose to put that responsibility on the organizations that exist in the community. But I think at this point in our community, those organizations need some help. I was going to say, they need some kind of help from a, a higher, you know what I mean? Exactly. They can't just do it all themselves. Exactly. They need some assistance, and I think that we have a responsibility to do what we can. So let me ask you this. As the mayor, can you just say, listen, um, here's the idea. These guys want to do this certain thing, maybe to help the homeless or whatever. Do you have to bring that to the table, or does that? So everything happens by discussion, right? So myself and the city manager meet every Friday. Um, I've met every Friday with him since I was elected and 
will continue to meet with him on a weekly basis like that. So uh, it's super important for me to have a strong relationship with our city manager. Um, I usually will talk to him and kind of feel how fill out how he feels first. Right. What do you think about doing this? But he does the same for me. Hey, we got this, that, and the other on the table. What's your thoughts about it? Um, and that's really where the conversation starts. From there, um, if he thinks it's a good idea, he'll talk to other council people. I'll talk to some if I see him in passing. Um, but really, we discuss a lot of things right in our meetings. If an idea comes up, if he agrees and, he, you know, we try to push it forward, you know, if it doesn't seem like it's going to get the proper support, then we'll figure out what we have to do to compromise to make it to where everybody thinks it's a decent idea for us to move forward with, right. you know, and I think that's what we've been able to do a really good job at Rick is everyone on council is there to serve the people who elected them to be there. Right. Um, and when that happens, then everybody's willing to compromise because they understand a little bit that, Hey, I got to help not just the constituents that I represent, but the constituents of my peers, the other people who are elected as well as the city overall, you know, and I think that's a great thing. Right. You know, and a lot of people, I just, I feel like a lot of people get the impression that just because, you know, you're mayor, that you have the ultimate reign to do whatever you want, kind of like a king or something. You know what I mean? Like, they don't realize it's you can't just say, okay, yeah. we're going to fix this road, or okay, we're going to go down here and we're going to put a roundabout. It's not yeah. you saying, let's do these things. Yeah. You're just and, a part and, of an and entity. For the record, Rick, I have built zero roundabouts. Hey, zero <laughs> roundabouts. This guy is not responsible. Do not blame him. Uh, Let me ask you about that. What do you think about the roundabouts? Are, are you in favor? Uh, they don't bother me. I mean, they don't, now that they're there. They don't bother me. I, You know, I feel like, uh, again, shout out to J uh, Jackson Public Schools because when I took driver's training, they had already put the roundabout in over by Parkside. Uh, so you. I had to go through uh, driver's training learning how to go through roundabouts. Right. You know, but it's, it's funny because like I said earlier, my dad is from Georgia. And um, he when he came in town about a year and a half, well, it was last election cycle when he came in town and I, I took him around the city. We were just looking at some new things that he hadn't seen yet. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him how much of an issue the roundabouts were for people and that, you know, people you literally like voted to get somebody out of office because they voted for a roundabout and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, from his perspective of someone who travels all across the United States, he was like, roundabouts are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they are. Roundabouts are everywhere. Well, they I think it, what it does is it cuts down on, you know, you don't got to do the, the traffic light. You exactly. don't got to do the style. You ain't got to worry about people crashing into each other because, yeah. you know, if they do want to go too fast, they're just going to jump the roundabout. Exactly. Or run into the, the nice statues that the city paid $30,000 to put on top of. Oh, boy. What do you think about that? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Oh, man, I'm hitting the heart. So, he, he told me today. I could ask him whatever I want. I told so him, ask, on, ask me on. whatever he wants. So send your questions in. All those yeah. listeners you got out there, I want them to ask they, the real questions. I'm about to send um, it into the Jackson sites right quick. Let's oh, see if man. We can get some, let's see if we can get some people in here. But no, what yes, do you indeed. What, So So... I, I read about this earlier. I was looking up, you know, um, statue, mm -hmm. structural, whatever, prices in Jackson, what, what they cost, especially for roundabouts. Um, a lot of these I've seen, you know, like people are like, oh, well, that was 15000 or that was 10000 or that was, you know, $30,000. And I'm thinking like, man, I could go to my garage and grab some, you know, metal, maybe do a little bit of bending, a little bit of welding. I can mm -hmm. make me a nice $30,000 structure. I mean, what do, you, what do you say to that? Well, 
Well, and also, let me also tap onto this. A lot of people say that that money could have been spent better. Okay. Um, I won't. I won't disagree. On. There's always better ways of spending money. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, but that's with any dollar that you spend. Um, someone can say, "Oh, I think there's better ways to have spent that money." So here's here's my thing, man. Um, you know, and this is my first time being mayor. Uh, so I, I can only speak from from this experience that I've had um, in the, the seven years that I served as a Jackson County Commissioner. Um, that it it feels like Rick, it feels like, and I don't know if this is a reality, mm-hmm. but again, perception is reality. This is a, a situation where I'm going to speak from my perception and hope people understand that my perception is 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 my perception. This may not be everyone's reality. Right. But I know quite a few people who feel like this. The big issue and there there was never questions about, well, how is that being paid for? There was only recommendations on the fact that people thought the money could be spent differently. Oh, you could have put that money into a road. Right. So let's think about that. It's thirty thousand dollars. Average road project is hitting somewhere between 500 That's expensive upwards of <laughs> upwards of like 1.2 1.5 million dollars for how big of a road though for not not huge it depends on everything that needs to be done a right. lot of times nowadays in jackson what we're doing is underground infrastructure has to be fixed oh absolutely if you're going to fix what's on the top meaning okay if a road is really bad Let's get it fixed. But if the road is really bad and the water infrastructure underneath needs repair, because some of these water systems in our city are approaching 100 years old. Yeah. Right? I've seen some pulled out that were just gnarly looking. So there's no sense in us tearing that road up and not fixing that water infrastructure. So there goes another couple hundred thousand to a million now flip that around this also makes no sense to fix the water infrastructure and not repair the road right 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 so the question i think is well can that can that money be used on roads answer is no the money that paid for the statue at the roundabout Mm -hmm. came from the taxes that citizen pays on a phone bill which goes to our parks department it came from the parks department budget right not road funding right so parks department's the ones that are responsible for saying yes or no or whatever on the so there's a process we have well that's right because i read that you voted yes and five other people voted no or four other people voted no or something like that no, because it has to have a majority for it to even happen. Right, right. Um, so the, the 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 we voted on different projects is what happened. Oh, okay. Um, so the thirty thousand dollars came from a different fund. So while it sounds like, hey, you could have done something better with that. That fund you could was have put for it that, into the probably. roads. Yeah, it was yeah. for the parks department, which also takes care of all of our public art. That's where that funding came from. And I think so. that's a big thing that people don't understand too, is that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like where all these different departments are for, where the money comes from, who's responsible for this or that. Um, and you know, a lot of people, it kind of, it was funny because like, I, I, I'm guilty of it too, bitching about the roads. Ever <laughs> since I was young, it's always been the roads, the roads, the roads in Michigan. I swear to you. Yeah. Um, anybody that's not from Michigan, 
trust me guys it's it's bad it's like driving down you know what i mean like uh i can't even i can't even describe it it's like driving down a pothole filled road it's you're not drunk swerving you're swerving to miss the potholes yeah you know it's like that old joke where the cop pulls you over it's like no sir i was just avoiding potholes um but you know everybody bitching about the road and as i drive through jackson that's all there is is road construction everywhere and there's a lot of roads that have been replaced that are smoother now um but I, i think that what they're majorly talking about is like the ones in like the not so you know what i mean like the not you know not the rich towns or not the main roads just like the small back roads where people live at and it's it's a process man it's a process right so i mean in any city you have to fix it from the from the outside to the inside right you have to improve the structures and the areas of the city that are your economic hubs where your businesses exist where people go to work at your downtown your core areas your main trunk lines that people travel on the most and then as that work gets completed then you also want to start trickling down into the community right now here's another caveat to roads when when we start getting into the repair of roads inside of neighborhoods right fixing my street fixing your street Mm -hmm. um then you start getting into different issues with repairing the roads what i found this year and and again this is you know my perspective is exactly what i talked about just a few minutes ago which is since we have to fix our lead service lines which requires a, a decent amount of tearing up of the road let's also fix the road at that time in that particular community you know, and and we as a city, I think, have uh, developed a extremely great track record of applying for any and every grant or free dollar that we can get our hands on that will help us improve this city. Everything from the government, from the from United the States government, government, right? Yeah. So from the state government and from the U.S. government, right? Okay. So state and federal money, we have applied for for everything you can think of. Because yeah, right? a lot of people say there's, so, there's all these different grants and all these different things absolutely. that you can apply for as being a, you know what I mean, and, like a head. And we have, right? And we have, and we utilize those and we leverage those when we're doing projects. Right. So let's go back to the cost of a road project. Cost of a road project, let's say it's a million bucks, okay? Let's say city's going to pay 600 of that. Mm-hmm. It's 400000 400, left. Right. Then let's say we come in with a grant for three hundred. right? Mm-hmm. Almost paid for it. Got Almost left. paid for it. And then there's an assessment that gets put on to the citizens who live on that street, okay? Let's say there are 10 houses on that street, and just for strictly for example purposes, again, this is strictly for example purposes, Mm -hmm. because this is not the exact math that gets used. But an assessment happens, and there's $100,000 that gets assessed onto the 10 citizens, which means they pay how much? Oh, wait, are you wanting me to do math? Easy. 10000 each. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. I was like, so, I was too busy worrying about, like, if the, the no, camera was working and all, all the bikes good. were coming it's in. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So they pay $10,000 in an assessment, which gets tacked onto their winter-summer taxes, and they have to pay either in full or they can finance it over 10 years. So you're saying the citizen themselves have to pay into it? They have to pay into it. If it's a city thing. 
if it's a, if it if it's a city street road project, there is always an assessment, hmm. right? I did not know because that. we don't have all the money to fix all the streets, right? right? So when it comes to road repair, the citizens because they benefit from the fixing of the road, they also get assessed. It's something that every community does, right? That's is you crazy. have to pay an assessment. So now you're talking about adding almost a thousand dollars additional a year in expenses that somebody has to pay out of pocket right. for their road to be done. We had a outroar of citizens who said, I cannot afford to pay an additional assessment. I'd rather my street just be left alone. Oh, so the citizens right. can choose to say yay or nay. Absolutely. They pretty can. much. And that's how they kind of voted in. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. And that's just yep. in the city. That's not like a county road, right? No, we're, I'm not talking county roads, which I'm not. I can't re- quite remember how the county pro- uh, uh, process works if citizens don't want their roads done. But it's a whole lot different. Right. It's a whole lot different than the than the county. See, and I've already learned a lot of stuff. I didn't know about anything. Uh, Mike says, and that's on top of you did outside. Oh, wait, hold on. So that's part of the problem too. Too much construction at once makes getting around this town a pain in the ass now. Which, I mean, hey, I can get it if you got to travel it. You hey, know what tell, I mean? but, tell Mike that um, I, I I totally understand, man. It took me. I had to be at a meeting. I was at the fairgrounds, Rick, um, and I had to be at uh, Jackson. No, I had to be at the downtown library. Mm-hmm. It took me twenty damn minutes. <laughs> that's a five minute trip At, because all those blocks are the, all those roads where the uh where the 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 train tracks are mm-hmm. they're all blocked off right now oh yeah so it took me 20 minutes and then it was like right around the time school was getting out so you got like oh, you got school buses, traffic yeah. letting out oh my goodness it was a madhouse so I uh I, so i totally get it man but you know um i enjoy seeing those orange cones out there because that means works are getting done Right. <coughs> that work getting done not only means work getting done, man, but it also means people are working. That is another thing because of the 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 my day job that I do. I help get people into skilled trades jobs. Um, it brings me another sense of pride when I know that we're doing projects in the community because it's not only work is getting done, but when work is getting done, people are working, and when people are working, economy's going. Economy's going. People can eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, one of the people wanted to ask uh, a question about these city officials. So I guess there's people, city officials in, you know, Jackson County cars probably that ride around and they take videos and pictures of people's property. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they come back, like if they got something that needs to be removed or, you know what I mean? Maybe there's like a a lawnmower that's parked in the yard or something like that. Oh, that can't be there. Or, oh, you got to do this. What what are your thoughts on that? A lot of people think that they're being super harsh. So the inspectors, on on the inspection department, that's what we're talking about, right? It's called the Community Development Department in the city of Jackson. (coughs) Excuse me. That has inspectors that go out and make sure that the rules are being followed for For how we want the city to operate. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I mean, I, it, to, here's my perspective. As long as those inspections are being dealt with the same way for everyone. 
Right. I don't have a problem with it. I do want them. As long them, as they're not, yeah. <laughs> I do think they deserve that, you know, people deserve to have a warning given first. Oh, yeah. A warning that does not require a payment of any kind. You know, if there's trash or if there's a car that needs to be moved or, you know, something's not parked right or something or whatever it may be. I do think that people deserve a warning that does not cost them anything first. Right. Yeah. And I mean, me, obviously, I'm not in the city, but like I can get where they're coming from. Um, You know, I do have friends and family that's lived in the city and city limits that are just like, man, they're like at one point they were just on everybody. You know what I mean? So, like, people are wondering, well, what is this? Is this some kind mm-hmm. of new program or what? You know what I mean? Like, No, it's something that's been in place forever. But the difference is the director who's running the department is actually requiring his inspectors to inspect. So everything. the director is get, getting on them. Like, hey, yeah, you guys got to go they out. These guys got to do their job. And I think the hiring practice kind of has changed um, to individuals who are more used to code-based um, enforcement. And right. they're just enforcing the codes that have been in place. Okay. Yep. All right, man. We got some hard-hitting ones. Um, Mike said they got Google Earth for that. Tomasa. Que pasa, Tomasa? Um, you know, another question that I had for you is uh, what are you doing? This comes from one of my uh, wheelchair advocates, mm-hmm. people that I've done interviews with before. What are you currently doing to improve the lives of people with disabilities in your community? Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. At least you were honest with it. Not enough. I mean, and and I think the biggest thing that, well, some things, right? So we have some things that are just really, uh, a by, by, as a byproduct, it improves the lives of individuals um, with disabilities. You know, so when we put in new pathways for like, um, trails and and stuff like that they're always wide enough for it to be a you know room for anybody with disabilities that may need to get down there right right um but because again street funding is just a big lack man the mechanism for how the cities get funding for making repairs on streets it just isn't working right right yeah. so because of that we don't do enough to take care of like the sidewalks, which yeah, is something that I, I think is probably a bigger issue. Yeah, there's no way I yeah. can get down those. So you got to go yeah. on the street, and then the street you got to worry about potholes, and well, it's like, I, and that's something that another friend of mine brought up, um, who's also, you know, he's also in a wheelchair, and he he brought the same thing up to me, like, man, I'm, you know, it'd be nice to take a walk in my in my neighborhood, you know, um, but I can't get up and down the sidewalk because there's not a curb cut. For me to get on and off the sidewalk on this particular block that I live on. Right. You know, and I think that's something, unfortunately, a mistake of like past. <clears throat> it's a mistake of like past community leaders. Right. That Dropping when, the ball. That when those roads were constructed at that time, it wasn't a forethought. But I do know that it's something that we are, you know, when we when we have to repair a corner, if it has a, a, um, a, a walkway that I do know. It, that's something that goes into automatically got to put a automatically yeah ramp Absolutely. up to it yeah but the, the 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 honest truth is we could be doing more and we should be doing more. so let me ask you this as so say i'm a resident right and mm-hmm. I, and um you know there's i, I got to go to work every day and there's just no way to get up a certain curb on a certain block if i call you and say mr mahoney i'm having real problems here can you do something about this block are you able to bring it up to people and then they'll be like hey <laughs> we got to do this 
Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of what I do is actually try to help empower citizens to understand the process for them to get something done. You know, because I tell them a lot of times because so many issues get brought to me, me telling whatever staff member it takes. So in this case, that would be something that needs to go to public works. So you would say, hey, so I can say what I can just go to them, though, too, and say something. What I would tell them. So what I would say is, Rick, okay, here's how we're going to handle this. Mm -hmm. I want you to write it up in an email. Mm -hmm. Give me the exact locations of where you have in this issue. Right. But I also want you to go onto the public works website. Onto the city of Jackson website. At the bottom of the city of Jackson website, there's a big button that says report a concern. Mm-hmm. I want you to report a concern. You might say, well, Mahoney, why do I need to report the concern if I can just email you or tell you about it? Right. And I say, well, you could do that. Right. And just leave it in my hands. I'm not 100% sure how quickly anything will get done. Right. However, if you report it as a concern, one, it timestamps it for the date time that it got sent as a concern directly to the correct department in public works that would take a look at it, try to put it on some type of master list that they have of projects and see where it fits in at unless it's something that already is going to get done. And then when I send them information, they may have already been cued about it and say, Mr. Mayor, we're already aware of this issue Here's how we plan to take care of it. Or, Mr. Mayor, thanks for bringing it to our attention. We'll take a look at it. Let me get back with you with some information. Right. Right. But I like to try to empower the citizens as much as possible to understand the process. Because it's not always going to be a mayor like me. No. Right. Um, and I'm not I'm not trying to brag like anybody is, you know, any worse or any better. But, you know, one thing about me, man, is I have been totally open and totally accessible um, to everybody. I mean, me and you was just talking about that. Like, yeah, he was yeah. like, man, I called your number. I couldn't believe that you even answered. I'm like, cause I got the same number. <laughs> I got the same number. Yeah. But that is, yeah. The, you know, that's, that's a number that I've had for 20 something years. It's the same phone number that my mother calls me on, nice. but it is also the same phone number that is listed on the city of Jackson website right. for if a citizen. So anybody can just a, call and say, Hey, anybody I got something can to say. call me, man. See, and that's and, something you don't see, especially in a lot of, uh, you know what I mean? Like smaller towns, smaller areas mm-hmm. is where you can just get a hold. Of, even, I mean, big areas obviously too, but you can't just call the mayor up and get a hold of him and say, Hey, I, I want to say something because really, like you just pointed out, I mean, a lot of people think, like I said before, they think that you can, can solve everything when in mm-hmm. all reality, all they have to do is call a phone number or write an email and, you know, maybe get stuff moving a lot, lot quicker. Um, for instance, like where I live out here, I mean, you've seen it driving down here. Roads suck. I mean, we got construction going on. There's, I mean, it's getting horrible. So what I did was I called the township. Township's like, that's a, that's a road problem. You got to call road commission. So I called road commission. Got to learn the girl's name up there. Shout out Jennifer. Thanks for helping. She got right to her boss. I told her I was in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? I got to get to the mailbox. I can barely drive. My van's getting messed up. You guys going to pay for that? All of a sudden, two weeks later, road crews are out here filling holes. You know what I mean? So it, you're right. I think it is does take more than just one person to rely on. You got you to try to do something <laughs> yourself. Plus, the, plus, we are all working. And, and regardless of if I'm a citizen or not, I'm a public servant on top of also being a citizen in the community. Right. We are all working for the citizens. So, yep, I'm the mayor. I have the highest amount of influence. If I ask them to go and look into something, in general, they look into it and get back to me within 48 to 72 hours. Right. Right. So I can help put some, 
I can help. You can help get the ball rolling, right? I can help expedite things, right? Right. But when a complaint or a concern comes directly from a citizen, it has a whole different kind of weight to it, right? That is who we exist to actually serve is the citizens. So I like that I think answer. It's important to I think it's important to empower them to know. Okay, well, yeah, if Mahoney ain't the mayor after today, it don't matter who the mayor is. I know the process of how I can get something done. I know I can lean on the mayor to say, hey, Mr. Mayor, you know, this I need to get this done. Can you help me? Right. But I can also work to get it done myself. Right. Yeah, um, that's a great answer. You know what I mean? Just like you said, it's you get a lot more done. If, if Obviously, you know, give you a call. Sure, why not? But why not also take the, you know, the other the other route to go ahead and make the call yourself because you might be able to get something done a lot quicker. Um, and I've noticed that a lot of people, you know, people that are working in these positions are just people. That's it. A lot of they're just everyday people. You know, not everybody's getting money under the table to, to screw the public or something. You know what I mean? Um, like, most people ain't getting no money under the table. No, they, we'll, we'll talk about that too coming up. Don't worry, I got that nice question going for you. <laughs> oh man, hey, if you guys got questions, send them in. Um, we're gonna take a little break here for a second. And uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to get a couple more questions, and then we'll run for a little bit more and see what you got to say. Okay. Um, for the people watching, this is something. Uh, we got a video for Mr. Mayor Mahoney here uh, that he did about, what, 11 years ago. Um, a little rap video. I don't know. What's it called? I forgot what it's called. I think you queued up my mind made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. What was that about? Man, um, so... I, I do a lot of a lot of personal development, reading, thinking, um, and you know, and and I, I, I truly believe that you have to have your mind made up on what it is that you want to do, right? Like my theory has always been, whatever you think is is true, right? right? You think you're a great person, you think you are a leader, you think you, um, you know, are a boss or whatever it may be. Guess what? You're right. Right. You think you're not. Guess what? You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's really what this came from. And I was, um, you know, really entrenched in, in doing music. And a, a lot of changes were happening around me with people who I was dealing with. And, you know, it was really just about a, a, a difference. You know, my family was growing, man. And, you know, I was I was really just uh, making a commitment to myself to say, you know, I had my mind made up. You know, I know exactly what I want to do. I know exactly what direction I'm headed to, and I've, I've got my mind made up. Right. You know? When you wrote that uh, song, did you ever think you were going to be mayor? Man, I never thought about <laughs> being mayor. Not ever. Oh, you were just one day like, you know what? Let me just check this out and see what I can do here. I think um, a lot of people spoke it into my life, man. Spoke oh, it into go. existence. Right. I you mean, know? you know what? If you want, If you want the change, be the change. That's it. Right. I don't know if I quoted that or not from anybody, but um, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, real quick before we go, Tomasa said, even being able to do things like going to school sports for my kids is a pain. Uh, there's honestly no handicap accessible access to a lot of outdoor sports and a lot of schools here in Jackson. Um, so that sounds like it'd be more like a school thing, right? Yeah, that would be on the school board to to get that too. But I do know at Jackson High, they do have a handicap accessible seating area in the football stadium. Yeah. I'm Marshall sure. does too. I've been to Marshall. They got one, but obviously that's out yeah. of Jackson County. Yeah. And I'm not sure what they do for basketball. I haven't been to a basketball game yet, which I'm sure I'm going to this year. Um, but I mean, I'm sure they got accessibility in the, 
See, and that's and one thing, Tomasa. Maybe you got to get a hold of the uh, school and say, "Hey, you know what, guys? I'm in a wheelchair. There's no accessibility for me. What do we, what do we got to do? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And try to see if you can get that ball rolling. Because as far as being handicapped in America right now, it's it's getting to the point where everybody's trying to do better. Like it's getting better, you know, slowly but surely. But there's still businesses, obviously, that have been in place for a lot of years that don't have to do anything unless they're renovating or whatever the rules are in Michigan. But uh. You know, you kind of, in your mind, you know where you can go. So being mm. in a wheelchair, obviously, you're like, well, I can get into this place, but I can't get into that place. Mm. So then you're like, well, if we go here to get food, you're going to have to run in and grab it because I can't go in. You know what I mean? Or whatever. you got to plan ahead type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just part of being in a wheelchair, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, it sucks, but that's what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, so, yeah, maybe get a hold of the school board or the school and say, hey, I need some help with something. Can you guys see what you can do? And then maybe you get the ball rolling. But we'll get back to a lot more questions. We got a few more for Mr. Daniel Mahoney here in a little bit. Before we do that, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Never will in the building. We in the building. Try it. Yeah, yeah. What up, Don? What's happening? Gio, what's happening? Salute, bro. We out here. Showed the signs of a boss. 
motivation Can't shake my concentration Can't change my operation Well, all your observations Are being made And yes, I know how long I've kept you waiting How many times have you been told The virtue of patience That's a lesson you can never buy I'm on the edge, I gotta jump Now watch me go my mind made up My feet on solid ground My head to the sky Now ain't no coming down And we're back. Back with old Mr. Mayor. Man, that was a throwback, man. That was, yeah. a, that was a throwback. That was also when life was really transitioning for me, man. I knew that I was growing out of the space of doing music. I think that was that I think well, that like you was, was like starting to move on. You, you knew I you think wasn't that was be doing the last video that I did. Really? Yeah, that was the last that song never even made it onto an album because I was working on an album when I was asked to run for county commissioner. Hmm. Oh, because you yep. were commissioner first. That's right. Weren't yep. you? Yeah. Yep. Worked your way up from there. Um, now I got a real heavy hitting question for you. Let's go. This is going to, this is going to, it's going to blow your mind. I got a good friend of mine who wrote this in. He really wants to know. Okay. Um, uh, how are those butterfly gardens working? <laughs> no, that's from Rowdy himself. Thanks for that, Rowdy. It's a great question. He said that was from who? Rowdy. I do a I do Rowdy. a show with Rowdy, Rick and Rowdy. Okay. Uh, tell tell Rowdy I feel the same way he probably feels about the butterfly gardens. <laughs> so Rowdy, let me just give you a little bit of history about me, man. My Father is a landscaper. My grandfather was a landscaper. I grew up doing landscaping, and I ain't talking about cutting grass. I'm talking take a dirt lot and build it into the most beautiful landscape you have ever seen with grass, shrubbery, um, uh, flowers that, that bloom in season year-round for you, landscaping from the ground up. Right. Um, so I pay very close attention to um, to stuff like that. And... Um, uh, so does my wife. <laughs> so my wife hit me up, Rowdy, and she's like, what in the hell is going on with the weeds growing downtown? Right. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, we vote on so much crap. Sometimes it's like, did we, did we vote? You're like, that? wait a minute. Did we vote on this? You know, so I brought it up in a meeting because another citizen who's pretty outspoken, um, he, and, and it's funny is I, I, I don't always agree with him. It's sometimes where we agree on stuff and, um, you know, he, he would, and citizens get three minutes. Mm -hmm. He uses to the T three minutes every right. single time. He's got time. everything planned out. Right. Probably rehearsed it in his garage a couple times. And if he's short a little bit, he'll always add something else that just might have been on his mind at that time. Real quick, right. So he goes off on this rent. And then at the end, he had a little bit of time, a little bit of time left. And he said, and those guards on the corner look like crap. <laughs> you know, so he went in and I, at the end of the meeting, I'm like, you know, I think he kind of had a point and I don't know who is responsible for that. 
And I'm trying to remember if that's something that we like. Did we like vote on doing that? The butterfly gardens or whose idea was that? So who brought this so, up? So the city manager says, well, I'll own that. You know, that was, that was my idea. I knew we needed to do something and you know, I, I have butterfly gardens at my house and you know, I, I I decided to give it a try, but this was also in the middle of a dry spout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the driest, it like a dusty desert. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> it was just bad timing. So he planted these these um, uh, uh, butterfly garden mix seeds out there, and it just did not take off. Oh man! Well, and even now, I just told him the other day. Right? Wait, wait, wait! Are they still going? They still going. Oh no! They still going. And I told the city manager just the other day because he was like, "They, you see, the butterfly gardens took off," and I was like, uh, "Yeah, but I still don't like them. I don't like it." Welcome to you Jackson, know. Michigan, home of the butterfly gardens. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was that's something I don't really care for. I'll be <laughs> honest. But you know, the alternative is this. He said, "Well, if it doesn't work." then we just going to concrete them over because it's too hard to maintain them with other types of flowers. We have to, but you know, I've got some recommendations that I made. So, so bear with them for the season, Rowdy, <clears throat> bear with them for the season. I think at the beginning of the next year, um, we'll probably still have a form of butterfly gardens. Cause I do like having pollinators. I mean, we live in the middle of a concrete jungle oh, yeah. in that downtown area. It's not a whole lot of tree work, not a whole lot of shrubberies except for in the park. And it'd be nice to see a butterfly or two floating around because we have some pollinate, something that can pollinate in the area. Them, so, you know, I think, I think what would, you know, what, what would be nicer is if we pick specific, species of flowers to put in those gardens that way it is still appeasing to the eye but it is also um not a wild mess um now i got yeah. a i got a uh a, a kind of maybe a solution or maybe it's just a question but um so i had a buddy my, my buddy lee wrote me he says well ask him why we're planting so many maple trees and so many oak trees why aren't we planting like smaller fruit bearing trees that can also help with homelessness or people you know what i mean that are hungry you can just go by grab something um why why aren't we doing that i've heard a couple of um people ask that i mean we recently just got a I, I think we just received a grant. I can't remember what the dollar amount was to help us with some, with forestry, which is, you know, to help with better maintenance of the trees that we do have mm -hmm. and also replacing back some of the trees that we've cut down and had to cut down. Um, I'm not against that. I think the one thing that probably would come immediately to mind is I don't know if you've ever walked past a sidewalk that has an apple tree. In the middle of the sidewalk? Not, not particularly, no. So this is something, even especially for you, Rick. This is something you'd be like, okay, yeah, that's that's not exact. That's I, I don't Let me know guess, if that's it a pops word. up the concrete. Well, not that it pops up the concrete, but think about if the fruit falls. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So if the fruit Blocks falls, the, uh... one is blocking the sidewalk. It becomes a hazard. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, we live in a in a lawsuit happy. Oh, time. that could easily fall. Trip if on somebody falls the city. over, yeah, if somebody falls over apple, it's planted on city side. Oh, well, the city would have never put that there. You know, and then how do we maintenance that and how do we keep it cleaned up, you know, and all of those types of questions. So right. and that's not to say it's not a possibility in some places where those trees need to be replaced. So I could see us putting some trees in like um, 
you know, in Alice Sharp, if we have to plant back some trees in some spaces like that, but probably not in the sidewalks. I could see it in some parks and some areas where when the or they could walk through fall, and yeah, 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 you would be, have to intentionally go to it yeah, to yeah. get to the fruit, but not having it in the walkways for sure. Um, but I'm with it, and not only am I with it, uh, I'm a man of action, so I'm not afraid to ask them to consider putting in some fruit trees in the mix of what we purchase. There you go, Lee. Making stuff happen right in front of your face. Uh, it's going down. Jody says, where are these butterfly gardens? If you go downtown, Jody, they're all don't over Don't tell place. her. Don't tell you her. You said don't go. It's not <laughs> worth it. It's not worth it. It's literally uh, just a piece of, uh, con- you know, it used to be like. It's, it's right it, at the corners. Right yeah, at the corners in the downtown it's area. It's just a little. You, if you don't notice, now that, we've, now that we've talked about it, Jody, the next time you are in that area, it's going to pop out like a sore thumb to you. Yeah, you're going to be like, that's what they were talking about? Right. Uh, she says apple trees make a huge mess. Grandpa had three in his backyard. We picked many of them. You know, one thing I was thinking of is, um, you know, once the apples start to bloom and get ready, I could just picture the one person going around and collecting all the apples and then being like, apples, $2. Oh, you goodness. know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody's selling them on the street corner. Now, now yeah. nobody's got apples besides the one person. Yeah, well, we do got some apple trees going in. Shout out to Grow Jackson. We got some fruit trees that have been planted at one of the community gardens, the community garden that's over at the King Center um, has probably about 10 or 12, if not, I'm trying to think of how many are on each side, at least about 10 fruit trees out there right now mm-hmm. um, that hopefully should yield some fruit next year. They had a couple early apples on there t- on uh, this year, and I, I snagged one. You know, I like going through there and seeing what's ready you know, just like everybody else, get a, you know, I usually have a couple plastic bags in the car from snacking all the dang time. Right, but, right. You know, if I'm in the area and I think about it, I'll stop by there and see what might be ripe, see if it's anything that I can I can use to take home to the family. It's a lot it's healthier a than Burger garden. King. It is. It is, man. And now, that's one thing I don't know if you've heard about, and this wasn't on my list of questions, but uh, uh, now the food, there's a lot of stuff going on with the food, bioengineering and stuff like that. What do you think? You heard about any of this? Are you worried about It's of a any scary of this? thing, man. I mean, but you know, it's just the times that we're living in. Uh, I have been, I guess the technical term is pescatarian for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so only thing I eat is fish and seafood and, and a ton of vegetables and a, a ton of snacks. You know, the snacks is my big problem right now. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I stopped eating meat, man. I stopped eating. So I don't eat chicken. I don't eat turkey. I don't mm. eat beef. I don't eat pork, you know, and I'm very selective on the fish that I do eat um, and, and seafood. So, yeah, I think it's all yeah. getting to the point to where everybody's going to have to start, like, paying attention to what they're actually putting in their bodies. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's a scary time. I mean, I'm, we're not going to get too much into it because me and Rowdy cover a lot of that stuff. But like... Uh, you know, it's it's just like now you got these bioengineered stuff and you look it up online and Google tells you that you're they're literally putting in, you know, like microorganisms that are going into your body that yeah. who knows what they're doing. You got worms now, you know what I mean? Going in your blood, going in your brain, maybe. Who knows? Brain yeah. worms. And you who know, knows? a lot of times they say information is usually about 10 years behind, too, Rick. That's, yeah, a, that's so you the already real know. scary thing. So, I mean, if they're saying that right now. How many worms do then, you got in your body? You know yeah, what I mean? Then like, it's been like that. And the question is, well, what are they doing now? With all the you know genetic modifications that they're making to everything and lab-grown meat being approved to be sold in, in general stores or whatever, yes. you know it's a lot of scary stuff happening in the world. Yeah, um, you know, and I haven't even spoken to you about this, but just sitting here talking to you and looking at your face, I can tell you know 
a little bit about a little bit. And it's like, it is scary times to think about what's really going on. But I think nowadays, you know, it really does you no good to worry about it. Like my granddad always Ooh. said, you know what I mean? Like you're worrying about something you can't change. Yeah. You know what I mean, if you you're can right. change it, then worry about it. If you can't change it, what are you going to do? You're right. I mean, we can voice our opinions all day and tell people what's going on, but I can scream to the high heavens. You know what I mean? For this mountain to move, and if this mountain doesn't move, it doesn't move. What am I supposed to That's do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and move I mean, on. even even deeper than that, man. If you are a believer of Christ, mm -hmm. right, which I am, then you really shouldn't be worried. You right. know? And I'm not, you know, I'm not here to get off on a whole religious uh, rant or anything like that. But I mean, when you are a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, if you feel like there is a God and that's what you that's what you practice, then you know that it is written these times that we are in right now, which means you have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. Right. You know, so and that's ultimately I mean, everything from, you know, high government to low government and all the things that have happened the separation of wars, the rumors of wars, all of this stuff, man. Ultimately, I have to know and understand that the path for my life is already written uh, in, in the book of God, you mm. know, and that nothing but good things are written in there to happen for me and to me and to those all around me. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to trust and know that and believe that in my heart and know it. And then I have to live it out. And like you, you said, know. I mean, if you believe it, that's what you want to happen. You know, that's, that's yep. what it's going to be. And I believe it was said, uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's right. Right. That don't mean the weapons ain't going to be formed. That just right, means right. that they're not going to prosper. And that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody pulls a knife on you either. That's, no. You know man, what I mean? This no. is, this is uh, way deeper than that. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, we could possibly be in some kind of warfare that's not being seen. It's a silent warfare going on against people. That's um, right. And it's like, what are we going to do to combat that? You know, you got to choose what you eat. You got to watch what you eat. You got to um, choose who you follow. Mm -hmm. uh, false prophets everywhere. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it is scary times. And for our youth right now, like, you know, we were talking about gun violence and the gun crimes that's going on. Um, a lot of these kids ain't got nothing to, to look up to. They don't have yeah. peer, peers that are like telling them where to go or what to do or how to live. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. I think for you being the mayor... And showing them that, hey, you can do this. You just got to put your nose to the grindstone and do it. I think that's actually probably helped a lot of people and a lot of kids. Because like you said, you are out there doing stuff. You're not just put up in an office somewhere, driving around, going to your fancy house, you know what I mean, locking out the world. Speaking of fancy houses, do they give you a mayor uh, a mayor mansion? You know, I made a, I'm, I, a house over on 4th Street, went up for sale. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. It's right down the street from Parkside. It's huge. Uh-oh. It went up for sale for like I think they had put it on the market for like four, about four hundred ninety thousand, and the city manager had and I had been texting about ideas, mm -hmm. so I, I texted him the link to the house, and I said, man, it would be great if the city bought this and made it the mayor's mansion, <laughs> right? And then I just waited. I waited probably about thirty minutes. He never texted me back. I never texted anything else, mm -hmm. and then I texted him. Hey man, you know I'm just joking, right? And he was so he instantly calls me. Oh my gosh, he said, "Man, you don't know how stressed out that just made me that you just did that." <laughs> I'm like, "Man, I oh, would he was, never." He was like, "Oh, yeah." Serious? He's what like, "How? Do? Like, what am I gonna tell him? Right? Uh, how? 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 Like, what language should I tell him? Hell no, that that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know. So oh, it was. Um, you know, I, I think that because of the size of the community that we live in, we can't afford to put the mayor in a house. You no. know, and I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't want it. Man. Well, and the thing is, you is know? I think that's more of a, you know, living how you live. Like you said, you're just yeah. another person. And I think that, that to the people, 
I mean, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on like Roman uh, stuff and like back in the days of Caesar and even King Richards and all these, you know, King Henry's and stuff and how they mm-hmm. live amongst the people. And it's like the people who separate themselves, you know, the, the hierarchy that separates themselves from the people are no longer accepted eventually. You know what I mean? Like That's true. So it's like you're either going to be a man of the people or you're not and you're going to be a tyrant, charade, you know, yeah. whatever. So. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy, man. I'm the way you're doing things. I mean, obviously, I don't live there, but like from what I've seen, I don't. I wouldn't have. I couldn't do it better. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't do a better job. What? What? You know? That's what having you here and learning what what you deal with and what you're supposed to do day by day. It's kind of helped me out. You know what I mean? Helps other people out. Um, and if anybody else has got any questions, feel free to shoot them out. Um, but another thing I was going to talk to you about is like. You know, the border, now that we're on this stuff, what are your feelings on... Because is Jackson a sanctuary city? Uh, I don't know. You don't know about that? I don't. I don't know if Jackson is... I mean, we haven't voted since I've been in office to make Jackson a sanctuary city. Uh, I do know that the county voted to make Jackson a sanctuary city for guns. So... No, I like that idea. (laughs) Would I be opposed to it? Um, I mean, I think that we are a country of illegal citizens if that makes sense like we are a country that comes we are a huge yeah pot, but right? but you our know? forefathers <laughs> had to come here and like fill out you know stuff and wait and do the process i mean did i don't they? know about your forefathers but did they i don't know man they don't have google for back in 1700s and that's what my point is right well so, they do have the ellis island records and the, stuff you know what i mean you know the unfortunate thing is man is like people are people man people are people are people are people you know, do I think that there should be border protection? Yes. But I think that he who tells the story makes the story up. Mm-hmm. Right. I he mean, but what do you think about thousands and he, thousands, tens of thousands of people coming? We ain't got no room for them. Well, I, this is what I think. I think it's not a problem when they're working on our farms. I think it's not a problem when they're working in the back of a restaurant for half the wage that a regular citizen would make. And you know what's funny? I think it's not a problem when they're working in our fairs, working in our carnivals. And you can't say that they're taking places. jobs because there's so many jobs right now and nobody's taking them. Nobody wants I to work think them. I are. there is never right. a out, uh, an outcry from those individuals who are profiting or benefiting from their existing here until it comes to where you draw your political lines. Right. Then there's an issue or if those group of individuals are looking to become legal citizens to where now you have to pay them a regular, fair, livable wage. That is what I think is wrong. So do I think, I mean, I think if you're here, then you should be safe if you're already here. If you got in, however you got in, right? Because if we trace history back, I'm sure there's a lot of people's families who have been here since before everything was so formally documented that did not come here, quote-unquote, illegally. <coughs> or, excuse me, quote-unquote, legally. So The thing that I don't really agree with, though, is how they can come in, right, for free. They don't mm-hmm. got to pay. Well, some of them have to pay the coyotes over the borders with the Mexican mafia or however that works. But right. <clears throat> once they get here, um, pretty much it's our tax dollars that are going to help them. So they're getting food stamps, they're getting benefits, and they're making more money than a person that's working down the road. Like New Yorkers right now, I don't know if you've seen New York, I got this guy I watch every day. His name's Cash Jordan. He does realty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got so bad where he started doing videos on these, you know, immigrants that are coming in. And, like, it's getting to the point to where, you know, they don't know what to do. The, the You know, the mayor of the city's up to his ears and, like, you know, immigrants. And he's just like, we can't take no more. We don't know what to do. 
with all these. And what kills me is they're, you know, I don't know who's voting on it, but they're going to give everybody 2000 some odd dollars a month, plus food stamps, plus all this. We don't even get that. Like, people that lived here their whole entire lives don't get that. Mm -hmm. So how are we giving that to some illegal immigrants that crossed our border illegally mm -hmm. without, you know what I mean, doing the correct documentation, all that stuff? They're just letting them on in and saying, come back to court in two years and we'll get your immigrant status, you know, removed or whatever. So let me ask you a question. Yep. What's your recommendation to do with those individuals? What, the ones that came across the border? The ones that are in these cities that are up to their neck that are potentially getting some type of community welfare benefit? Uh, well, I say give them the jobs that nobody else wants to work. Um, you know what I mean? And then um, let them work for it. Mm -hmm. I'd, say, I'd say give them, you know what I mean? If they really want to be in this country and they want to help out, give them some jobs that are going to help our economy, that are going to move us along. Um, but also, I do believe that you should still be able to speak English. This is, you know, technically we are America and we were born off English stuff. So it's like when I go to somewhere and I can't talk to the, the cash register because I don't speak Spanish or I don't mm -hmm. speak, you know what I mean, anything else. I think that should be a, a, one of the classes that they have to do, too. But besides that, I mean. Well, to become a citizen, you definitely have to speak English. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. To become a citizen, absolutely. But I think it's okay for individuals to be able to preserve their culture oh yeah and exist here yeah you know well yeah so. i'm not saying they got to give up their entire you know culture and just be strictly american put mm -hmm. american flag in their front yard i don't i don't care about that but like if you're coming over here let's try to make the country better instead of a worse place and you know i could go on for days about our current uh you know cabinet of presidential nominee electors whatever you want to call it former vice president Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's running everything. Um, you know, for a lot of people, and I'll say this, you're, you're uh, uh, the guy that came before you, Dobies. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, very, and I can't find it. It's been pulled from the internet. But I've seen it with my own eyes, and a bunch of other people did. With him in Detroit, I think it was in Detroit, uh, voting center where he's putting up, they closed the center down, so there was a water leak, and then they started putting up cardboard big sheets over the windows so people outside couldn't see inside. Um, and then they started bringing in ballots and counting stuff. What do you think about all that? Did you see any of that? I know you did by the look on your face. You've seen it. So, Derek is a friend. Okay. Derek is who asked me to run for mayor when he decided to not run for mayor. Um, and I think Derek was a great mayor for the city of Jackson. He did a lot of forward-thinking and progressive things. Um My, my question in return, sometimes I have to get some clarification on, like, where like where are we going? Because, of course, I saw See, I wish I had the video because I was right. No, I've seen it. I've seen okay, the picture. Okay, okay. Right, I've seen the picture. So, because um, it's not a video. It's a picture of him holding something up or whatever. I'm, I can't remember exactly what it was. But, again, what my question would be is... Do you think it actually impacted the outcome of the presidential race that we have? Not in small figures, but that's my other question, too, is, is you know, they did this whole the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then they started doing all these mail-in ballots. Well, then you got, um, I don't know if you've seen the video, uh, what is it, 21 Coyotes or something like that, where there's like a bunch of different people dropping off stacks of ballots. One one person goes to places and just drops off these stacks of ballots. Um you know, like 
What do you feel about that? Do you feel like, you know, do you I feel, feel like, like that's there was not... an investigation done? And the outcome of the investigation, we all know. You're giving me the political. I'm really answer. not, man. I'm really <laughs> not. Because I'm not into conspiracies, man. No, I, I think that if something is suspect, right, then let's question it and let's find out. Right. But here's the here's the flip to that. On January 6th. Oh, here we go. Here we go. A group of individuals stormed the nation's capital. And there are less people outraged about that act than they are about Derek Dobie's holding a piece of cardboard up to a window in an election that was found to have no fraudulent activity happening. There are more people outraged about one act than the other, and that blows my mind. I think that I am a equal opportunity individual. Mm -hmm. I, I could be upset at either opportunity, right? At either situation, I could be upset. But what I would never do is strictly judge one thing and totally act like something else never even happened, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's where we are messed up at as a country, man, right now in general, is that we are so, we are living in a time right now, Rick, where we are so polarized yep. about political issues that if you disagree with me and I disagree with you, instead of walking away and say, okay, well, we disagree on that. Mm -hmm. We walk away and say, I wish he would die yeah, because right, he disagrees. There's with a lot what I stand of, for. Um, and it, what's, what's funny is um, it's not really funny, but you know, a lot of places like, okay, so Jackson, you know, I go do my day to day. Mm -hmm. If you just don't pay attention to the news, you don't get on TikTok, you don't look at none of the bull crap that they're trying to sell you. You would never know what's going on. You would never know. You know what I mean? That people are, are saying this or that or doing whatever. Um, because not everybody acts or feels the same way that you see on the news or on the stuff. But I mean, I will say I, I agree to disagree with you. I do think that there are there are, there there was some crazy stuff going on. We don't know what it was. There's no evidence. So I'm not going to say you know they for sure did it, but I think there probably was, might have been. I mean, that's my speculation. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, what are you going to do about it? What what can I do about it? What can you do about it? Um, you know, the, the mail-in ballot thing, it, it became a big thing, and I think that was a big, uh, you know, a, a big piece of what everybody was talking about, of why they didn't trust the, the you know, the, the election because of the mail-in balloting. But you um, know what the mail-in ballot did, though? <clears throat> and why so many people are upset with the fact that you can now receive a mail-in ballot for any reason? Is it made the voice of the common person more accessible to be put into these elections, mm -hmm. right? Before, the only way you could get a mail-in ballot is if you were of a certain age or if you were in the military, right? If you were on leave somewhere in the military, you could still get a mail-in ballot. And with making a no-excuse-no-reason mail-in ballot available, it means even the common person who may have to work a 12 that day of the election, able to still cast their vote. It encouraged more individuals to actually make their voice heard 
because now the fear that I have of being in the public in that manner is eliminated because I don't have to go in the public. Mm-hmm. Now my grandmother, who may not be able to get out of the house because she doesn't have a ride, now her voice can still be heard. Now, you know, I, I think it made the common person's voice more accessible to be brought to the table. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that it could be hijacked? Do you think that people could uh, do nefarious things with mail-in voting? No. What? I think I think that, I mean, so again, anything is possible. Well, let me ask you people this. People could okay, try, Real right? quick, though. They had mail-in ballots, right? And not, we're gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay on this, but like mail-in ballots from an address that no longer existed. This was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know who Stephen Crowder is or Dave Landau. I don't. Okay, so they did this investigation, right? And they went in and they looked at all these voters and their addresses and stuff like that. Because it's public knowledge. You can go check that out. Um, and they went to a handful of all these places, and a lot of them are empty lots, parking lots, you know, side streets with nothing on them. But they supposedly voted in this so, election. So my question is, what did they do then? Right. That's the thing, though. I think there's right. all these breadcrumbs, so but there's no, there's no, no loaf of there's, bread at the I end of I think that there's speculation of breadcrumbs, right? There's right. like, well, it smells like it's bread bacon. But where's the <laughs> But But I can't find it. But here's what I did find. Right. And so, again, if they found if there was if there's some validity to that. Right. Then there's a process mm-hmm. for that to actually be looked into. And you cannot tell me that everyone is a part of a a conspiracy right. of that level. It's just not possible. man. It's just not realistic. And, and pe- somebody would crack and be like, hey, there was some shit going on right. that shouldn't have been going on that went on. And again, it's like, you know, we look at we look at all these things and everything is so polarized for you to either believe one way or another instead of looking at things subjectively. And then we also are a society that loves to point things out, but then not really take a whole lot of action yes. on behind them. Well, that's another one of my questions uh, about the polarization is, is race relations in our country right now. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, to the day to day, if you go about your business, I mean, and I've, I've sometimes noticed it and I don't know if it was just because of that person's, you know, having a bad day or whatever. But it's like, you know, you say hi to somebody, you expect them to be like, hey, what's up? You know, or hi or, you know, good afternoon or whatever. And, you know, I've started to notice that that it's, you know, people on TV, they watch this, they watch that, they see the news, they see this. And there was one point where I remember them saying that white supremacy is the number one bad thing in America you have to worry about. Um, so automatically they look at the white people and they're like, you're to blame, you're bad, you know what I mean? You're part of a KKK group or whatever. Um, what do you feel about race relations right now? Like, not only in the country, but I mean, in all in general. Do you notice anything in your circle of life? I think that certain situations that happened in the last uh, three years mm-hmm. has brought to the forefront yet again the disparities in race in our our, our country and our our communities individually um, and people want to see real change happen real change that lasts yep. happen in those areas man I mean I think there are some great people out there and there's some terrible people out there yeah. but I think also like historically there's some things that a lot of people either are in intentionally choosing to ignore that have happened um, that are still having impact on the condition of certain pockets of individuals who live in this country, right? 
you know, and I, I told someone just not too long ago what I would really like to see is on a uh, see a, a, a timeline of African Americans in this country, right? You know, because I think we got to make it specific. Like, let's make it plain. You know, when when individuals are talking about injustice for say the LGBTQ plus community, they make it specific. They don't say minorities because they still fit into a minority category. Right. But they're gonna name it. Right. They're going to name exactly who they're talking about. So I'm going to name exactly who I'm talking about. You know, so when you look at the history of African-Americans in the in the United States of America, in this country. Right. And if you were to put the milestones of happenings in the lives of African-Americans on a timeline of the time they got here to today, Right. There is no significant gap in the happenings that happened to African-Americans in this country. You know, and I think that so often the general mindset is, well, I didn't own any slaves. I don't know anybody who was a slave. I don't know why this is still an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. But the mistreatment didn't happen and end at slavery. Right. So if it was just like, oh, they were slaves and then they were set free and then they were treated equally. There were years where a black man was considered three fifths of a human being in this country. Mm-hmm. Right. Written into the the very fabric of what founded our country. Right. Right. So if you put all of that and you plotted it out on a timeline, then you would see why. Most people who are African-American, who know the history, who have felt that struggle, who have who have gone through, who can who can sympathize and empathize with what we've seen in this country over the last eons and decades that have happened, then there's there's going to be some individuals who have some disdain. You know, I'm not one of those individuals. I grew up with a a, a multiracial um, uh, grandparents, you know, my, my grandfather's black, my grandmother, the one that I've known my entire life is white. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got children, he's got children. Um, and, you know, I never met my biological grandmother. You know, I grew up with thinking my, my, my grandma was my grandma. Right. You know, and then as I got older, I understood that my mother's mom passed away. My grandfather got remarried and he happened to remarry to a white woman. I grew up with that not ever even being an issue. My best so friend to this day. So it was never brought day, up to you, right? You know, right. my best friend to this day, Rick, I've known this guy. This is literally my brother since kindergarten. Who is he? Do I know him? Brian Croy. I don't know if you know Brian. Oh, no, I ain't heard of him. Uh, Brian, he lives in Tennessee now. Um, but, man, Brian, is that's my brother, man. I'll fight somebody over Brian. Right. And it's always been like that. In fact, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, and that's my that's my brother. It's my brother. My kids call her call him uncle, and you know I call his daughter niece, and you know that's just how we operate, man. And uh, but I, I think again we live in such a time that unfortunately power is able to be had more accessibly when you divide people, and it doesn't matter how you divide them. Well, like they say, divide you and know? conquer. You know what and I mean? It, it, and, the, the, and that's the crazy you thing. United we stand, divided we fall. It doesn't matter how you divide them, whether you're dividing them politically, dividing them racially, dividing economically, it doesn't matter because then power still stays where power wants to be at. Right. When you can divide people. You know, but do I think there's race relation issues? Nothing any different that's been in existence. But again, we live in social media times where news comes at you a mile a minute. Yeah. 
and it comes at you immediately. So when something happens, like George Floyd, now I remember sitting in my driveway, Rick, for 45 minutes after watching that video. Mm-hmm. After watching that video, and I mean, it spread so fast that when I watched it, it was still unedited. There was like, I saw the whole thing and I sat in my car. For it's almost like they played that minutes. out on purpose to make people watch it and to make people see it. You almost think it was kind of like to the point. And I mean, we're, we're it, stumbling upon the conspiracy thing again, but yeah, like, I th- it's too much though, man. It's too much to have been like that. No. Yeah. You know? and, no. When I've seen so, it too, I, I'll be honest with you. I've seen that and I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, dude, you're, he's already in handcuffs. Like you don't need to be on his damn neck, Yeah, man. which on his shoulder, whatever you want to say. But like, the thing about it is, 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 you know, it was overstepped. And it's tough, And that's man. another thing about law enforcement, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know how much pull you got with that, but, you know, there's a lot of cops out there that, that take the badge a little too far. You know what I mean? They, they think they're powerhouses. Man, our our law enforcement have a, they are, they are living in, 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 in the most dangerous, dangerous times, times. Yes. To be a person who works in law I wouldn't want to be a cop. I used to want to be you a know, cop. Not no more. I got several friends who are under, 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 um, you know, in law enforcement, whether they, I mean, I've got a friend at all, all three levels. I got a friend who works at the state. I got a friend who works uh, for the county sheriff's. I got a friend who, a couple of them who work in our local police department, man. It's not an easy job. No. You know, um, but I think that, this is also allowing them to be people. Mm-hmm. This is allowing them to, to to have more of that human side instead of treating it like a like this is just a job. And not everybody treats it like that, but there are some individuals, and that's where that power comes from. You do what I say what I say to do it because I got the badge and the gun and I'm the police and you have to do what I told you to do. You know, and I think that there are those who are like, look, I have a job that I have to do and I have a family that I have to get home to. And if I have to make a decision on who's going home, I'm sorry, but I got to make the decision that I'm going to be the one to go home. Well, and I've learned at an early age, if you you cooperate most of the time and you haven't killed anybody or you're not super dangerous, like, you'll be okay. You just have to listen. Unless you did something wrong, you're probably going to jail. Well, I think that you have to follow follow the law. I won't say you have to cooperate because that— Well, uh, I mean, laws are put in place for a reason. Man, cooperating has gotten a lot of people killed. You know what do you mean? What do you mean? Elaborate on that. What do you um, mean? I think that you will find that there are even times where an individual has cooperated, and the end of the altercation between those individuals and the and the law enforcement agent that they were dealing with resulted in them still losing their lives. So I think that you have to follow the law, right? But that's on both ends. That's both the person who's being engaged by the police. And also the police themselves, you have to follow the law. Because if both are following the law, then the interaction between the two are, are going to be reasonable. you know. But if one individual is following the law and the other one's not, it doesn't matter which side they're on. Right. It doesn't matter which side. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, training and, uh, you know, vetting maybe, even looking at personal history of Facebook, looking Absolutely. at their Instagrams, going back and saying, if you're going to be a police officer in my city, we're going to do a big vet of you, and we're going to look at all your past stuff. And they do And that. if there's anything, and, and you know what I mean, that, that, that would throw a red flag, you're gone. We're not, yeah. we're not hiring and they, you. And they do, they do that, and they do it more stringently now, but I think it That's also That's in Jackson takes, they do that. Um, it, yeah, absolutely, because I can't speak for nowhere else except for what we right, do right, right. in Jackson. Yeah. So I know they do that, but I think they also have to do follow-up 
um, investigation. I think that, you know, the officers, and I'm not sure if they do this part already, you know, I think they should have to go through, a, you know, a yearly or, you know, maybe bi-yearly mental health yeah. um, checkup because that's grueling. You never know. Dude could just lost his work, wife, man. walked away on him, and he's mad, you pissed know, off. Somebody pulled, you know, he pulls somebody over, and it's a bad day automatically. Or even just the toll that it takes to see the types of things they have to see. Yeah. They, they see people literally at the worst point of their lives in, in, in that, that moment you could ever that get they to interact with them, right. you know? So they see a, 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 a ton of different things and ton, nuances of things, man. So, yep. you know, I think that their mental health has to be checked on and evaluated on a, on a more rigorous basis. They need to have some counseling outlets and different things. And this is probably all stuff that they already do, right. you know, but I, I'm not, again, I'm not entrenched in the daily operations of what they're doing, but those are the things that I would say have to have more focus put on them for sure, man. Mm -hmm. And we have to look at policing in a, in a little bit different manner than what it used to be. Um, it can't be the perspective of do what I say when I say how I say it. You know, it has to be some respect and some respect given on both ends. The person Absolutely. who's interacting with the police and the law enforcement agent themselves. And, you know, we got to treat people like we got to treat like people, people like people. And like uh, Heather said, we need to come together and learn to love one another for all of our differences. That's what makes America great. That's right. Um, speaking of American, making America great again. No, we won't go there. I don't want to. I don't want to hear your opinion on that because we can go for days on that. Um, Mike said, "How about the city manager? Does he get one too as well? Uh, does he get what one? What do you mean one? What a badge? A, it, it, does or he a get vote? a vote? He does not get a vote." I'm oh, sure that's what that question manager? is pertaining to. Right. He does. If that's what that question is pertaining to, no, the city manager does not get to vote. Does the city manager make more money than you do? Probably ten times as much. I'm pretty sure it's. 10 and he times. don't got to show up at all the stuff and talk and do speeches and stuff, right? And that's you know that's the, that's the form of government that we chose for the city. Unfortunately, man, where you know I'm the individual who has to be the public forward facing. Um, individual of, of the community and the city manager is the day-to-day -day operations who gets paid. He gets paid the money that most people probably think I make. Right. Yeah. Um, like it's said, literally 10 times more than what I make. I mean, I feel like you should. It's just as high stress of a job. Um, oh, I feel like he should. It's just high stress of a job. Oh, for the city manager to get a vote. Um, well, if the it, it, I would say, if anything, Mike, I would say it would probably be better for us to have a strong mayor city opposed to a city manager led city, because then the individual who's making the highest amount of money also is the person that's responsible directly to the citizens via being voted into office, you know, so. Um, that's a good way to put it. I never thought it, about that. It's, it's probably, you know, and that's something that I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where the city of Jackson would consider something like that or not. But that's probably one of the biggest takeaways that I've had is, you know, if something happens or a bad decision gets recommended to us and, you know, we vote for it, um, then the, the first thing that people are going to say is, well, a mayor shouldn't have done that. You know, in all reality, I work you know, a whole nother full-time job that is what takes care of my family and pays What What's your other job? Uh, I'm a case manager for a pre-apprenticeship program called Access for All. So I help people get into skilled trades jobs. Wow, nice. Uh, so construction kits get skilled trade jobs. And um, 
you know, so if if it was if if it was up to me, that's something that I would probably say that the city may want to think about down the line in the future at some point because when the when the when the when the buck stops, people are looking at the mayor for what happened. I was gonna say you know? a lot of people look at like they they look at you for the answers. They look at you that's like, right. hey, this guy's supposed to be the top guy. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today is just to show people like, hey man, just because he's the mayor doesn't mean he's doing everything. It's like there's 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 that's the truth. There's processes to everything that goes Absolutely. on, and so a lot of people don't understand that. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on so you can yeah. kind of go through that and let people know. Like, look, man, and what's cool is you actually you're accessible. You're able to to talk to people if somebody has a concern or they want to talk to you about anything. You're easy to get a hold of and say, hey. Can we talk about this? And absolutely. And you can either yep. tell them what's a better route to go. Like we talked about, you know what I mean? Making the call um, as well as you doing it. Or, yep. you know, if they don't have any other option, you can do what you can. And I'm a problem solver, man. I'm a problem solver. So if somebody calls me and they got, we got an issue, then let's brainstorm together, especially if you got a recommendation, you know, so for, um, you know, so for your, your, your buddy, uh, who had the issue with the, with the flower garden, yeah, uh, Rowdy, you know, yeah, Rowdy, my buddy. if you know, if, if Rowdy got a, got a suggestion on how to make that better, man, I'm all ears because that's, that's usually where our best recommendations come from is from citizens. Bro, I got an idea and I Talk guarantee you it would make money. I okay. guarantee it. Okay. Okay. So we're going to take the butterfly gardens, right? Yeah. Scrap them. Scrap them. Gone. Out, out the way. Um, on every single street corner where the butterfly gardens were, arcade games, waterproof. <laughs> Put them out. See if you'll make money. Put the quarters in. See if you can well, beat your. We, you know what I mean? Then we cutting into the. Then we cutting into private dollars because I'm sure that my man who owns the tilted, tilted arcade tilted is ain't not gonna be gonna happy be about happy that, right? You're gonna be like, hey, what's on his hey, market. Just have him provide the games and he gets a small cut of it. Why I not? See. I see where you going. Bring with in this. the small business. See, I'm already making changes here, folks. I hear you. I hear where you going. With I'm this. already making changes. Here we go. Uh, vote Rick for county commissioner. Here we go. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, Tomas, oh wait, hold on. Mike says at least he didn't sugarcoat it. He said some stuff is messed up. Yeah, and th Mike, that's what I'm telling you. I did not expect him to come on here. Like when 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 I talked to Mr. Mahoney here, and I, I told him, I says, listen, I didn't send you any questions. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. He says, dude, you can ask me whatever you want, anything. I could ask him anything right I'm now. He, he would either answer it or be like, well, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an open book, man. I mean, I think one of my biggest strengths is I know what I know. Um, and I know what I don't know, and I'm not afraid to say I don't know it, but then I go and find answers. Right. You know, so, and, and I think that's a part of uh, being a servant in this manner. You got to be open. You got to be willing to answer some tough questions. Um, and you also got to understand that not everybody is going to like you or be for you. You know, and I'm, I'm okay with that. As long as I'm making decisions that I can sleep on at night, that I feel like are for the best of um, this community, uh, then, you know, that's what helps me. As long as I keep impressing my five daughters with the with the way I operate, mm -hmm. you know, that's the only thing that I think could hurt my feelings if I let one of them down, so. Right, right. That's a real family man, for sure. Now, Mike says pot plants in those spots people are stealing so they always have something to clean out now i don't know about all that i don't i don't think they would last they had somebody they'd probably you know plant them and then you know two days later somebody would have them in their backyard um now speaking of that though it gives me an idea to think talk about the uh the new law downtown where you can drink and walk around were you part of that yes 
So how yes, did that I go was. down? How did that I get down? Actually, I will, I will claim that directly, man. Woo, so, we got the claim on it. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll claim that directly. So previous administration actually came up with the idea. They voted for it. They had passed it before I got on the board. And then um, after I got on the board, it still had not gone live. It right. just kind of sat. It was just sitting there. Idle. Right. So there was all these concerns because it's not free. The, the companies that have that, that want to participate in the social district, they have to opt in. There is a form that they fill out that goes to the state that says they're a part of this. Um, Hold on one second. Hold on one second. So Tomas is saying what? So social, di- so it's called the social district, right? Yeah. So the social district is pretty much a spot downtown um, where you can legally walk around with your beer, alcohol, uh, from whatever you know, companies that are participating with mm-hmm. this, I think it's all the ones downtown. So anyone downtown that sells alcohol, you can get walk out. Most of the downtown of businesses are part of the social district. Most of them, okay. not every single not one, not everyone, but they'll tell you. And I think that the more you, the more citizens go in and ask, "Are you a part of the downtown? So are you part of the social?" They're district? They're gonna push them to get it. Then that's gonna make them want to get it. So yeah. you know, being able to, and it's just an amenity, and it's a, like a whole block. That you can go out and walk around and be out, you know, if you're at a festival, if you're at an event, at the car show, at whatever it may be, at the parade, you can actually walk around and have your drink with you from this particular bar. One thing I don't agree with the car shows, I mean, the cars are expensive. I don't recommend getting all tossed up and then going, uh, sliding up against cars. But Well, I don't recommend you going down there and get tossed up in general. Oh, good point. You know. Um, but I think people, and this is one of the discussions that people were worried about. Well, what if somebody gets too drunk and, you know, who's going to be responsible? Everybody thought you're going to have a bunch that. of drunks down there. Right. There's literally been no you know, problems my, at all. My perspective was if somebody's going to get too drunk, they're going to do it no matter where they're going to do it right. at. Right, at a bar. They're going to do right. it. They right. gonna, if they got a bar hop to do it, that's what they're going to do. If they got to sit in your bar and do it and then go somewhere else, or if they got to sit home, if they're going to get belligerently drunk they're gonna do it regardless i think so everybody thought that once that bill passed you're just gonna have a bunch of drunks just yeah. sitting downtown and really it hasn't well, I'll tell you been what, that way man, that the first day it got it, it was open was saint patrick's weekend mm-hmm. um business owners told weekend. me they had the most successful saint patrick's weekend that they have had in years wow when that social district opened man you know and for me it was talking to the business owners and them saying, hey, the city said they were going to do this. All of a sudden, it went away. What's happening? And I said, if I talk to enough business owners and they all kind of agree that they still think they should move it forward, then I'm going to push for it to move forward. So I did that. And then I talked to the director of the DDA. Um, at the time, his name, is, his name is Corey Mays. And at the time, him and I sat down and I asked his opinion. And he said, well, you know, it's kind of up to the you know people. And we had this many people. And I said, if you will, can you put together a meeting of all the downtown business owners? Let's get a poll of what their concerns are Mm -hmm. and figure out if their concerns just need to be talked about and clarified or if it's something that we actually need to look at fixing in the ordinance. Right. And let's figure out what we need to do to move this forward. So he did that. And through that, he found that it was still overwhelming support of businesses who were interested in moving that social district forward the DDA voted to send it back to city council for us to give a final stamp of approval. And then it was done. 
<laughs> nice. You probably felt real uh, accomplished after that, huh? Man, it just was a good feeling to be able to advocate for what people wanted to see done, man. Right, right. You know, and that's really all it comes down to is like you're pretty much put in place by the people, and you're advocating for their that's voice it, to do what do, do what they want to see done. That is it, and that's the thing. That that's the biggest thing I think that we've covered tonight is is if you want the change, you got to be. The, it doesn't mean you got to sit there and bitch about it. Call somebody. Call the mayor. Call yeah. you know. Call the city officials and be like, "Hey, I think I'm having a problem with this." We and give a chance, it. man. That's one of the big things too, man. Like, yeah. give me a chance to explain. Even if you don't like the answer, at least you'll be more educated about whatever the issue it may be. Absolutely. You know, give us the chance to explain. You know, like with the artwork on the roundabouts. You know, that was artwork that was voted on by the people who live in and around the community. This wasn't right. something that we, you know, we pulled out the bag. To say, hey, we want to put this up. No, that was voted on by the public, you know, the Public Arts Commission put a poll out there to the community for people to weigh in on. You know, so I would say overall, man, get get engaged and give and give those individuals who have been elected an opportunity to kind of give you some insight on what's going on. Right. I, I totally agree. Um and, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm glad that, that we do have somebody like you that's outspoken. And, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. I think a lot of the, the public officials, if I was to try to get them here, they'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially if they went and looked at all my stuff. But we've known each other for a long time. So it's like yeah. for me and you, it's easy to just sit down and have a conversation about anything. Yeah. Um, Tomasa says, so would we wheelchair users be considered drinking and driving? LOL. I get asked that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the most like, oh my gosh, that's the stupidest thing. Cause like I'll have a beer all the time, like in my little cup holder. Like, hey, that's drinking and driving. I'm like, oh, get out of here. Oh man, that's funny though. That's when you. That's, this is for you, the... Tomasa. There we go. Now yeah, I was just saying you should have hit that right that there. One. That was good. That, that was, was good. Slow on that that one. was good. Yep. Um, Eric Hubler says props on getting him on. Wish I'd have been on earlier. Yeah, man, definitely. I would definitely recommend going back and checking it out, man. We've we've learned a lot of things tonight from uh, Mr. Mahoney. I'm just gonna call him Mr. Mahoney because it feels more man, professional. Stop, man. I've known him as Mahoney though my whole <laughs> life, man. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, man, I appreciate you coming on. Man, I appreciate the invitation. We're gonna we're gonna stay up with you. You know what I mean? If something big happens, maybe next year we'll have you on again. Um, talk about different things. I want to try to do something, even though I don't live in Jackson anymore, I can still do things. And like, I've learned this is my coming up on in October 26th will be four years. I've been in this wow, chair. Man. So my accident happened on 26th of October in 2019. So, you know, for the short amount of time that I've been in this chair, I've been able to accomplish a lot. You know what I mean? Like just, just by doing this and my wheelchair Wednesdays and stuff that I do, I've been able to reach a lot of people and help people. Um, and that's something that I really wanted to do. You know what I mean? From, mm -hmm. from being in that hospital bed, looking up at that TV, not finding anything to help me get through it. I thought to myself, why not do it? You know what I mean? Why not be the guy that's going to do it? If you want to be the change, you know, if you want to see the change, be the change. Yeah. So that's what I was, you know, doing here. Now, especially this, this is kind of out of the realms of wheelchair stuff, but this is still very important to give the people an opportunity to hear the information, mm -hmm. um, that they might not know of, or, you know, to help them get a better idea of what's really going on. Um, Eric says, ask him about the water rates real quick. <laughs> what about the water rates, Eric? You got to elaborate, uh, buddy. What do you know? You know anything about what he's talking about? Uh, of In course Jackson, I do. Is, oh, it's, of course oh, yeah. I do. Oh, so, uh, Eric, that's a great question, man. That's a that's a great question, and thank you for asking it. I was expecting this question to come oh, up. Oh, um, You know, so water rates have gone up, mm -hmm. and there are, unfortunately, some very inaccurate 
accusations of how much the water rates have actually gone up. Um, but the bottom line is this, Eric. Um, we And this is just being quite frank. We don't want to be Flint. Oh, no, I don't know which camera I'm at. We don't oh, yeah, want to be Flint. Nope. We don't want to be Flint, man. Um, and 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 here's the here's the biggest issue. So I've, I've been doing some research on the increase of water rates. There was a seven year period where we had no water rate increases, mm-hmm. and that did not do us any favors at all. You know, um, it it may have felt good at the time. It was not productive in any way right. to not have increases in our water rates, man. Um, and now what's happened is a combination of things. Now, because infrastructure has not been updated, I don't know if you've seen it, seen it earlier when we talked about like road repairs and combining road repairs with underground infrastructure, which is water and sewer yep. at the same time. Um there are water mains in this community that are literally approaching 100 years old. Ridiculous. Right? Which is not only ridiculous, but it's dangerous, man. Yeah. It is dangerous. And the moment, I mean, it just happened. You know, the the way the clarifiers for water work is there's a sediment that gets put in it, right? There's stuff that happens to the water. They treat the water for it to be drinkable water. And in those clarifier tanks... If it gets stirred up, then it makes the water a little cloudy. And we had an incident not too long ago, and because it got stirred up, the EPA said, hey, you got to put a boil notice out. Nothing wrong with the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But out of precaution, you need to put a notification out. Tell your citizens that they have to boil the water for the next three days while we do testing. Damn. Right. Um, And in 24 hours, they lifted that boil notification Mm -hmm. in 24 hours. Um, But... If, if we're not taking care of the water, what my point of bringing that up is the outrage that happened behind, oh, my goodness, what's happening with the water? You, oh, the water. Right, right. right. And, and it was simply out of precaution. Now, if something actually happened, people would appreciate if they were not at risk because the infrastructure for our water is being taken care of. Right. Do I want to pay more? Heck No. I don't want to pay more. But you want to drink clean water, But I don't want to die from the water that we're drinking. No. I don't want to, and I want the infrastructure for our water to be maintained. Again, and this is a longer, this is, Eric, we could probably have an entire session just on water and sewer. Because it would probably take that long to really break this issue down. But here's the facts. The increase of water rates that we have seen is very minuscule on the grand scheme of things. Even where we are in water rates right now, it's still less than most cities across the United States, across Michigan. It's still less. We're still paying less for water and sewer than other communities, right? Now, again, does it feel good when we have increases? Absolutely not, but it's for the right reasons. Well... And, you know, it, I think a lot of it, and it, it, it all boils together, which, you know, no pun intended, but, um, dude, inflation is killing everybody right now. Man, it absolutely And that's is. something that I know you ain't got no control over. You're just having to yeah. live in it. So it's like with all that going up and, and everything else going up, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they don't have, they got to choose. They got to pick which, what bills they're going to pay, yep. you know what I mean, just to live and survive. So, 
Um, and water, you need water to survive. Absolutely. So that's definitely got to be something on the priority list. You know what I mean? Right. Otherwise, what are you doing? You might as well go and live in a van go, down by the river. It has to go up because the cost right. of those services are going up. You know, and and again, because you know, we're not just handed money out of nowhere. You know, but the 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 nice thing is is that the city of Jackson is doing what it's supposed to do to help mitigate how much water rate increases have to happen. Right. You know, we're taking on taking care of water for other communities if we can, right? Which brings in more money for the city. You know, and that's that's just you know, we're going out for grants, applying for federal money with low interest uh rates on it, and doing every single thing that we can to make sure that we are not increasing water rates as much as they probably need to be increased in order to actually take care of this infrastructure the way it should be. So, right. That's another thing, too, I was going to bring up is, uh, you know, you, you just became mayor when? and Two years ago. 2022, 2020, 2021. Yeah, 2021, I came in uh, and was sworn in uh, in in December of 2021. And look at, okay, so you've only been two years. Look at what was brought forth to you and what, what they've done before you. And, I mean, possibly from what I've heard, corrupt people have just taken money and not did nothing. You know what I mean? Like, um, now you, here you are in the seat, the big seat, and you have to decide, you know, what you're going to fight for, what you're not going to fight for, what the city has money for, what you can allot for, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's if anybody's ever played those games before, you know what I mean? Like the Sim Cities and all this stuff. That's right. And when you raise the taxes, people get pissed off. But then again, you got to do this or people are going to start getting sick and dying and blah, blah, blah. So there's all these things you have to account for. Um but from what I've seen so far, I mean, you're doing a, you're doing a great job. I mean, I appreciate I, it, man. I don't personally like when I was living in Jackson, I didn't really notice anything because it's like you know we were renting and stuff like that. But it's like, dude, what do you expect from somebody? You know what I mean? Like like you said, you've lived here all your life. You see changes that need to be made. You try to advocate for what you can. Yep. Um, and it's not like you're shutting anybody out. You're not telling this group of people or that man, group of absolutely. people that their word doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know what I mean? and you're right. These problems weren't created in the last two years. Um, it's almost impossible for him to be to, for him to be a hundred percent fixed in the in the two years that I've been in office. Right, you know. But what Bro, I, I don't think you could fix. I don't think you could fix it all if you were here for ten years. I really don't. No, I don't think so. We could put a hell of a damn uh, a, 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 a hell of a dent in it yeah. over ten years. But um, if I'm still the mayor in ten years, we need to have a whole different conversation. Right, because I am not here to be the mayor forever I'm oh he's trying not, to go enjoy his life you know. and do jet skis in the, in the <laughs> south shore of michigan um and you know what like i told people too like if you guys want to ask questions you can and we really haven't had as many people as i thought viewing live that we would have but yeah afterwards you'll see a lot of people like well why didn't you ask him this or blah 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 well you should have tuned in live bro can't tell Boom. you yeah um and like i said i'm not i'm not big that's why i was surprised you were like yeah sure like i'm not a big guy we don't have thousands and thousands we, don't, we sure don't have thirty-seven thousand views on our stuff <laughs> like you do but uh you know for me to do this for one it, it puts me at ease because i get to talk to somebody that's that's in the league that knows you know what i mean i can ask you questions you have answers for it and you came off quick that's great you're not hiding anything you, you told me straight up ask me whatever you want which that's wide open you can't ask for any more transparency than that you know what I mean? And this goes for all my people watching that, that, you know, say this guy is this or that, or, you know what I mean? He's selfish or uh, whatever. You know what? Let's see another guy come up here and let's ask some questions and see what he says. Uh, like the John Wilson guy or whatever, uh, Ray Snell brought it up. Are you going to be having him on? I didn't even know who he was, so I told him no. But you know what? Go ahead. Have him hit me up. If he's brave enough 
to come sit in the hot seat. We'll ask them some questions too. I don't care. Yeah, that's good. You should have them on. You know, I think it's always good to hear alternate perspectives and different things from people. And, you know, it's um it's easy to talk about what you would do, you know. Um, but I think that if people check the track record of the last 24 months of me being in office, almost 24 months, mm-hmm. um, they would be astounded at what we have been able to accomplish on the agenda that I set for um, when I became mayor. I mean, we talked about... Um, economic development and economic growth. We talked about making sure that we were being transparent and accountable for decisions that have been made. We talked about um, housing and homelessness. Um, We talked about um, uh, um, uh, revitalizing Jackson Southside. We talked about public safety and every single one of those there are measurable metrics that I can report on mm-hmm. that we've been able to make some significant, significant impact in those areas. I mean, Rick, in, in, the, in the next two years, there will be more new houses built in the city of Jackson than there has been since World War II. Yeah, and that There's is a, speaking of World War II, there are a lot of what they call World War II homes, even yeah. in Albion, where they're just yeah. little, like you know, three three family, three person family homes. That's right, where people are living in with five six family members, and it's just they're growing. You know, it's just not enough yeah. room. So you talking about a city that's gonna have new housing stock, yeah, new apartment complexes built. You know, fingers crossed we get the Hayes Hotel back up and running. Hopefully, we isn't that to, empty right now? We're supposed to close on it for a developer in, in in April, right? They've been looking at it and they've put probably a little over two million into the project up to this point for a, what they proposed um, a, a thirty million dollar renovation of the Hayes Hotel uh, to turn it into condos and some commercial space and some mixed use space. So now, when um, you're talking about condos, you're talking about that's that's higher end stuff. That's not it no, is. that's not no low income. It is not you know low what I mean income. Section eight housing. Nope. Um, but what, what what comes with that is is the money. Obviously, you got it, more well, money that's going to be put in there. Not everybody needs or wants to live in low income, right? So we right. have to have housing. That's why That's why when you talk about housing, you have to look at what does our housing portfolio look like in the community? And where's the gap and where's the need, right? So when I think about something like Hayes Hotel having, um, you know, market rate condominiums available, I think about individuals who work maybe right across the street from there that are an engineer at the Commonwealth. Um, you know, or somebody who works down the street from there at, uh, you know, the Flagstar headquarters or someone who works at Consumers Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody that works right downtown that can afford to live there that wants to to not have to travel. And and then we also need the housing that we have coming in at, like, the the Blackstone Project, right? That's supposed to be low to moderate income, right? So a mix of incomes or workforce housing that's coming in on Greenwood, that's a mix of incomes because we need all of that. We need every single thing that we can get to replace the hundreds of homes that were unfortunately torn down in this community right. to rebuild the housing stock. But my point was that we we are not just talking about it. We are doing those things. Right. You know, we are doing those things. Jackson today and Jackson two and a half years from now, it's going to be like, man, they got all them nice houses up there. Even right now, the last time I was up here was for Festival of the Forks. That's where we saw each other. Oh, yeah, yep. 
I didn't walk right up to me. I didn't even notice you. <laughs> I didn't. I know it, man. I know. It. I seen you from down at my tent when I was working. I was like, oh, I gotta go say what's up to my boy. I'll see y'all in just a second. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. But when I I left from there, I didn't leave until seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it. I hadn't come. I hadn't been this way in a minute. Normally, when I come this way on ninety four, is to go. To money keepers, I mean fire keepers. Oh yeah, money keepers. Uh, I know. And I ain't been up Shoot, there. Don't go there. I know it, man. I ain't been they up there in a minute. I haven't been up there in a minute. So I lost a couple of G's at that place. Coming back into town from this direction, I was like looking at looking at the crossing and you know just. Bro, looking I just at seen the crossing the today looks. and how, how much it's changed. I was amazed. I was talking to my old lady. I'm like, look at all these new businesses that's here. It's amazing because it was man. empty for a while, right? It was it, empty stores, and they're yes. starting now to fill up. Ross is getting ready to open if they yep. haven't already. And I think they know. are open. We were just there, and oh, I don't know. The parking lot was filled up, but yeah. I didn't go inside. But uh, yeah. you know, that's just the thing. A lot it's of people. A nice new smoothie place get ready to open up there. there you it's go. called Sister Smoothies. All may right. or may not be owned by my daughters. Oh, shout out. <laughs> um, we'll talk about advertising later for that. Um, but no, yeah, and that's the thing is is it's great to see. You know, and living out in the country now, coming to the city, I hate it. I hate it. Like, I used to be a people person, mm -hmm. which I still consider myself. I can talk to anybody. You already know that. But it's like to now be in these, like, you know, the city now and be in the crowd and be in the yeah. traffic. I hate it. I hate it. And I'm like, I don't want to be here, man. Well, I'll get you some cowboy boots and a hat, man. You're a country man now. <laughs> yeah, riding on out. If, <laughs> hey, if you're going to get me cowboy boots, I want the ones with the big old points on them. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Those Good are like deal. the south of the border uh, specials. Yeah. That's just nice. Um, <laughs> but no, so like, I, I do see the changes happening. I do see, you know, uh, businesses moving in. Um, Jackson's definitely not Chicago, which is awesome. Um, and then, like you said, that's that's all you can worry about because that's you. You know what I mean? You're not you're not uh, Battle Creek, or you're not Lansing, or you're not St. John's. You're that's Jackson. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, for a long time, Jackson has been the crossroads for a lot of stuff, man. A lot of crimes, a lot of stuff going down. And I, I've seen really, like you said, you know, before, I haven't really seen it go up at all. The crime. Everybody keeps talking about shootings and stuff like that once in a while. But like you said, because of the internet, it's easy to see that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it pops right up and everybody's sharing it pops right up. So one shooting can seem like four shootings, but it's the same shooting. That's right. You know what I mean? That's what people take it and they misconceive it. And they're like, well, there was a two shootings or three shootings. Like, no, it was just one shooting, but it was a bunch of different coverage of it. Um, so, yeah, you got to deal with all this stuff, man. And like, I don't envy you. I'll tell you that much. I'd rather sit in my seat than your seat. Um, I hear you. But I'm glad somebody like you is doing it. Somebody got to do it, man. Somebody got to do it. It is what yeah. it is. And I'm glad I'm glad it's somebody that, that's as open as you are to come and just, you know, have a conversation with somebody and talk about what's going on and not just be hiding behind a, you know, a pearly glass door. Um, last question I'll ask you. Have you ever been bribed? No. I mean, you know, listen, huh? I'm, a, I'm a very moral and high character individual. I think as soon as you said God, I knew about that. Yep. I think you have to I don't think I even give the type of energy that makes somebody comfortable with trying to bribe you. To try that shit with me, man. No, no. I don't. I sincerely You give don't, off a man. good aura. I gotta in, say in fact an aura. In fact, so you know I worked in in, in cell phones for a long time. I worked in wireless for twenty oh, that's right. yeah. for twenty years. Yep. When I made the decision to run one, you know, I've been involved in public service and, you know, in activism and being involved in the community for, you know, pretty much since I've been back. And I've always told people I look at my life like a puzzle. 
And the one piece that didn't really seem to fit right was me working in wireless. But I loved selling wireless. I could do it with my why, eyes Why, closed. though? Is it just because you loved working with the people? Or one, was it I because love you love... I love people. I love sales. Mm-hmm. Right? I love sales. You know I'm always hungry. Um, listen, man. I, <laughs> I, can sell, I can sell water to a well. You don't. No, but I love sales, man. I love technology. And it always took very good care of me. You know, so it was a comfort mm-hmm. for me to be in that space also. When I got to a point where I lost all my financial aid, I lost my job that I was working in. Kyrie possessed. I was about to say, you was about to live out your car out there house. for a minute, wouldn't you? Well, if I would have if they wouldn't if they have came take and it. took it. Right. You know, so I was down, down, down. And wireless brought me back to life, man. Nice. Charged you, know, you back it was, up. It was something that I could do with full energy, and I was good at teaching other individuals how to do. Right. And at the pinnacle of my career, making six figures, working in the business department, I decided to resign and take a job eventually for like $17.50. That was a part-time 10 to 15 hour a job, a 10 to 15 hour a week job, part-time job, because I did not want to be working in wireless and running for mayor because I never wanted the opportunity for someone to say, I bought this because he said this. Oh, never wanted to do that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was time for it. So not only was the work not a fit for my life, I also recognized that if I'm going to do this, I don't want to be put in this position for anyone to say, oh, I'm buying from you because you're the mayor. I never wanted to be in that position. So I said, it's time for me to get out of wireless and do something different that's more fitting for what I, so I don't, I, I don't think I even give the type of energy off that makes someone comfortable enough with me to try me. Like no, that. because like, you gotta I think, really don't. you gotta think somebody that dark, I mean, they, their aura is off, you know what I mean? Like, and like you said, man, like I believe in good, I believe in evil and there yeah. are evil people out there and yeah. you can like, sometimes you feel it. Like if you're good and you believe in God and like, you know, you're trying to do the right on the right path. If somebody nefarious comes up to you, you can feel that. Yeah. You know that it's not right. You do. Um, but they feel that op- they feel that energy the opposite as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when it, when you're that type of individual who would who would present somebody with some type of arrangement or whatever, I don't even know how you would start that type of conversation. Here's ten thousand. Hey, it's like, hey, you if know, I came up to you, it was like, hey, I need you to to pass this thing coming along. Here's ten thousand uh, dollars. You're gonna be like, uh, you can take that ten thousand dollars and put up you your know, wazoo. You know, one we would have a we would have a very very frank conversation to start out with. Right. Um, like, let me sit then, you down, bro. And then I would probably also report it. Oh yeah. Well, you got to. You know what I'm saying? Because the bottom go. line is is like I still have to go home and sleep at night. You got to be able to sleep with the decisions you know, made. I got to go home and sleep at night, and I got to live here. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you cross enough people, they'll let you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't even get that kind of energy off, man. No. I really don't. No, I don't, no. I don't think I even present that type of energy for individuals who might might be interested in, you know. I think people can tell off the rip when they meet me. Yeah, that guy is probably not the one. That goes for all you people trying to do some nefarious things. Mary, don't play that. Not at all. It'll get shut down quick. Oops, that's the wrong one. I was gonna hit this one. Oops, that's the wrong one too. Don't worry about it. I was gonna hit this one. There we go. 
I got all kinds of buttons over here. I don't know which ones to press. But all right, well, we've been here for two hours, man. I'm not going to hold you up no more, but I appreciate you coming. Well, time flies when you're having fun, I'm man. telling you, man. I told you this thing will just go by like it ain't nothing. We're just hanging out like two guys having a conversation. Everybody that was live, we appreciate you viewing in. Um, everybody that watches this later, please leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought about it. Um, and like like I said, we're going to keep up with you. You know, maybe next year something something happens or, you know what I mean, we just ain't doing nothing. We'll have you out, have a conversation with you, see how things are going. Um, and you never know. I mean, you know what I mean? It's uh, Maybe we'll have your competitor out and see what he has to say. We'll make it fun. <laughs> sound, like, sound like a good time. We always do. Everybody else, appreciate you for watching. Um, if you guys want to go see this guy's YouTube videos, where do they find those at? Man, um, you know, they have to go search for them, man. You know, I What do they search? I'm not a I'm not a rapper no more, man. Oh, you know, man. so that's not what I'm that's not what I'm promoting. But my past is my past, man. If people want to go look at some old I'll stuff. I'll tell you what to look. It's uh, B Face Mahoney. Yeah, that's on them if they want to go look it up, you know, but don't be surprised if they go look it up and try to use my old material as look what he said. But you know, my past is my past. I used to do music and the, the 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 music is out there. People want to find it. You know what? Just because you did music and the stuff like in the videos, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's like, I guarantee you, anybody that's in office right now, you can go back on them. They ain't got music videos, but they got some nefarious that they was up to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not nefarious, but they got some stuff that was questionable or whatever. I mean, just like you know, back when weed wasn't legal, everybody smoking weed. Like who that's gives right. a shit? That's right. Um, before we leave, though, yeah. I was going to ask you that. What about the legal marijuana? Do you still partake? So I'm very pro marijuana. No, I don't smoke anymore. Um, I did. I don't smoke anymore just for personal reasons and health reasons, you know, but I, I, I'm, I'm so glad that it's legal now, man. Right. It was a huge headache for a lot of people who needed it medicinally. Um, you know, that's the majority of what I used it for. I used it recreationally some as well. Um, but, you know, I do recognize the medicinal properties and benefits of it and have done a lot of studying. I think the one unfortunate thing about the legalization of marijuana is those who have been penalized uh, and criminally charged for marijuana. I think there should be some retribution for those individuals, you know, and I think that when you make go take something and, you know, turn it from being illegal to making it legal, you also have to you have to have to look at correcting those individuals whose lives have been negative been, yeah altered because of that because of that man i think you know that's probably the biggest that's probably the biggest thing that i think is missing right now from marijuana being legal right yeah yeah it's going back and and clearing those people out that were done wrong or yeah you know what i mean you know and i think there's some other risk to it you know of course because you know, now it's kind of looked at the same way. And, I, and it has been, but it's even more of a risk, you know, because it's looked at the same as like drinking and driving. If you get caught smoking and driving, you get an OWI, you can use lose your license for it and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that it being so accessible and being legal also strips people of some natural rights that they have, like the, you know, ability to carry a firearm. And um, also some jobs out there immediately blocks you. If you can't pass a drug test, you can't get into like the construction trade jobs like I help people get into, which have people making anywhere from, you know, 25 bucks to 50 bucks an hour. And that's life changing money right there. Right. That's, you know, that a little bit of weed is stopping somebody from getting into. So, you know, I think you have to, you know, take the good with the bad. Ultimately, I'm happy that it's, it's, it's legal now. Uh, and that people can go and get it without having to look over their shoulder and 
you know, people ain't got to worry about driving down the road and getting pulled over and been like, oh god, yeah. I gotta go to jail now. Yeah, it's funny. I was sitting in a meeting downtown at a park and about two tables over, and it's me, the sheriff, um, and a, a couple other people that are, are are all on this committee together and. You know, this dude's smoking a big blunt, you know, <laughs> and, and somebody finally said something. He had been smoking for a minute. Somebody finally said something to the sheriff. And, you know, I'm like, man, you don't you, you don't smell that. He said, I don't know what you're bringing it up to me for. Y'all voted for it to be legal. What Y'all voted it to for me it? for. Right, right. You know, so it was we got a good Base laugh sheriff. out of that, um, you know, but it's you know, it's, it's good that it's low priority on the totem pole of things that we actually need to be worried about right. when it comes to criminal activity, you know? So I'm, I'm happy it's legal. Uh, I don't partake anymore, but I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it's legal. Me as well. Last question. Then I'm done. I okay. Swear. Okay. Um, mandatory vaccinations. What do you think? Yes or no? Not something that we have to worry about cause they're not mandatory. I mean, weren't they, though? The people in the hospital had to take them and they lost their jobs. I know a That's, couple people. But that wasn't government mandatory. That was mandatory per the job that they oh, work in, right? Yeah. You know, so if you didn't want to work and if you don't want to take it, you don't have to. Now, is that you, some, know, you don't vote on that. That's governorship, Absolutely shit, right? not. I have That's nothing to okay. do with that, right? And right. I don't even think that the governor can give a yes or a no on what a business allows someone to do. You know, so it's just like with any other vaccination, if they make it mandatory for you to, I mean, it's mandatory for your kids to be vaccinated to get into kindergarten. Yeah. Right. And if you want to get around it, there's paperwork, there's things, there's ways. Let me ask but you I this. think in the, in the newness of it, was it, nece- was it necessary in the newness of what it was? I think so. I got vaccinated. You know, and a lot of people were so scared of that stuff, Rick. Oh, I ain't putting that in my body. I don't know what it is. What's, <laughs> in, what's in aspirin? Right, and they're putting what, Mountain Dew in, and Taco Bell. What's in ibuprofen? McDonald's. What's, what's in the fruit snacks that you're giving your kids? Yeah. Do you know? Now, see, I you will know? tell you, I'm not I'm not very, uh, I, I'm not going to get it. I got too much shit going on where I don't trust it. There's just too much yeah. stuff going on with it where I don't trust it. And certain yeah. people don't have to, and I'm glad that we don't have to. But, like... You know, that's a big thing, though. I could see, like, yeah. you know, hopefully our country, hopefully in our lifetime, we can get past the crazy shit that's going on. I'm sorry, but it's our country is in a crazy place right now. We had, we had the world is in a crazy time, place. Man. You know, if you think about um, reading about things that have happened in history, right? Like, if you think about reading about, like, the Black Plague when that was a thing. Yeah. Right? That was a crazy time in that's history. That's a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Now think about the fact that we just lived through a nationwide a worldwide pandemic 20 30 40 50 years from now they will be looking back in the history books and reading about what daniel and rick lived through Mm -hmm. what our kids were born into they're going to be reading about this very time i will say this though the black plague what do you think that was I don't know. You think it was the Bible? You think it was God? Or do you think it was like something man-made? What do you think? I don't know if they could make stuff back then like that. I, you know, I don't know, man. I think, I think ultimately, but it may not be God because God can not do anything bad. Isn't it in the Bible though that plagues will run? Well, he just warns us of it. He doesn't say That's that he right. did it. Yeah. He just warns us of it. And I, I don't, even, I didn't read the Bible, but I know enough, you know what I mean? To yeah. where it's like. I hear things. I know it's, I don't know. 
I don't know. If you guys know, if you follow, you know what I mean. But yeah. um, you're right, man. It's a crazy time that we live in. And yeah. like I got to say thank you again for coming because in such a crazy time that we live in with such non-transparent leaders that we have in the top governments of our country, it's refreshing to see somebody that's in a local government that will actually come sit in the wheelhouse of all places and have a conversation with a guy who shoots guns and drinks beer and smokes pot, right. uh, you know, just to, just to have a good time. Well, I appreciate the invitation, man. And, um, you know, I, 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 uh, I will gladly come back whenever, you know, you let me know if you want me back out here and, you know, I'm, I'm even willing to, to, to follow up and answer some questions that'll probably come up after this ladder. And then it'll even make a video if you asked you. Right. We'll put to, it on real shit, Rick. That's right. That's right. Maybe we'll do a FaceTime or, right, right. you know, a live video together. You call me on live or whatever. Now I can answer some more questions. I'm down, man. I love it. I love it. One thing I do want to do eventually, Tomasa will be a part of this because she's, she's about it too. And all my wheelchair people is we should have like a disability day. I think that's have a great like, idea. Have, have the track chair people come down, have like, yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody come down and yeah. talk about it. Uh, my cousin, Angela Edward, she's a part of, uh, you know, Jackson. Uh, she plains a lot of stuff. I forget what uh, organization she's with, but she's a uh, young professional. Oh no, it's a uh, Tommy Pace. So she was with Tommy Pace. Okay. Okay. And then she does something else now, but I mean like just somebody like that, you know what well, I mean? Man, like, another thing, man, is like, if there are issues, if there are, there are things that you feel like should be done, to make Jackson more accessible, mm-hmm. right? Then that's again to me. I'm a big. I'm a. I'm a problem solver, man. Right. And and if you like Mahoney, this is an issue. Okay, let's get a group of people together to talk about this and figure out what we can do about this. Right. You know. So if you have an idea for how we can make a day, you know, um, you know, accessible, access. I mean, I, I'm and I'm not just talking this stuff, man. Like, no, for sure. On the fair board. Right, because I served on the fair board. We developed a handicap accessible day at the fair. There's a block of time specific for individuals who cannot participate or go to the fair on a regular day mm-hmm. where they literally slow the rides down. Nice. They they don't mind the backup of traffic that it takes to help somebody on and off of a ride who may be in a wheelchair, who may be a little slower to get on a ride, who can't have it going as fast or and all of those things man and that is something that i actively participated in helping to make happen i even know that was jackson county fair did they do that this year they asked they do it every year nice yep they do i talked to denise too yeah and denise is cool i love denise she's such a sweetheart and and this was an idea that we heard about and uh at a conference and Mm -hmm. her and i talked about it and she said i think that this would be a great thing for us to do you know, and it was a little bit of pushback from some of the, the vendors on, man, what is that going to do to regular traffic? How can we work it out? And we sat and we and we developed it and worked it out, you know, to where it's, it's beneficial to the community and it's appreciated by the community, you know. And then it also allows people to come in with their family members and enjoy right. the fair. Not have to worry Just about like leaving somebody else. at home Absolutely. or something like that because they Absolutely. can't jump on a ride or something like that. Yeah. So when, when we look at that and look at that on the scope of what can we do in the city, if you have ideas, you man, let me know. Let's work on them, man. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Like Tomasa says, a lot of us don't allow our disabilities to stop us. Hell, I'm back riding a motorcycle. So it's like, that's what's see, that, that's what it is, 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 is just having a disability, you know, yeah. and I've experienced this is you shut down. I mean, you shut down. You literally, mine was different because I came home as soon as I came home from the hospital, COVID hit. And I remember thinking like, 
ha, ah, now all you got to sit at home and, and deal with what I deal with every day, how you yeah. like it, you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, in all reality, it's 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 either you're going to take this life in a wheelchair and you're going to sit at home in silence and darkness and just dwell on that, or mm-hmm. you're going to say, you know what, I'm just going to still live life. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah. That's what I'm about, you know what I mean? Like, get up and do something with your life. Don't just squander it and sit there in the dark waiting, to, you know, for something to happen. And if you want something done, get a hold of Mr. Mahoney and he'll see what he can help you with. That's right. uh, disability day Tomasa you're going to help me with it we're going to do it Mahoney's going to help us get it done yeah um hell I know enough people downtown I know Denise she'll probably open up the fairgrounds we could probably do it there mm-hmm. you know what I mean Absolutely. all it is is simple about having an idea discussing it coming up with the day and then doing it yeah that's all it Let's is do it. I'm putting it in my notes just like car shows man <laughs> I used to do car shows all the time man I know how it is to run some stuff I mean it's simple you just got to get some some like-minded people that are on the the same path uh, appreciate that like to Masa, but yeah, see, he's writing it down on his phone right now, folks. You can't, you can't ask for a better, uh, better interview with a public persona such as, uh, Mr. Daniel Mahoney, the mayor of Jackson County, sir. I want to give you a round of applause for showing up today, taking some questions. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And, um, I'll see you next time I'm out. Absolutely. We are going to have him again, guys. Um, you know, if, if you want to see more like this, if you want to see his contender come on here and talk about some stuff that he can do, why not? Like I told Ray, let's have him come on here. I'm not really a political podcast, but if, you know, if we have you on, I can't say no to the other guy. You know what I mean? Let's see what he got to say. Anyways, uh, tune in for another Rick and Rowdy. That's coming up Wednesday. And then we also have some more Wheelchair Wednesdays. It's going to be great. Uh, appreciate everybody watching. Make sure to hit that like and follow button. And we will see you next time here at the Wheelhouse. Peace.